Welcome to Dissecting This Fiction, a podcast where we discuss the latest in movies, TV, and games. Because we're always DTF, and you should be too. I'm your host, Steven. And I'm your co-host, Jessica. And KFC teamed up with Lifetime to give us another sappy TV movie. And I hear it's finger looking good. (laughs) Gross. You think that's gross? Just wait till they team up with Pornhub and give us something else that's licking good. And it ain't going to be a finger. Yeah. I can tell you that. You know, they won't even have to come up with a new name that was called Double Down Again. Remember that gross sandwich that was like... Was that the one with the, the meat chicken as, as the... the bread? Yeah. Yeah. They just called it a Double Down. Is that what it was called? Yeah. Okay. I remember that. And yeah. it was a great idea. Yeah. Was it? <laughs> I mean, think about it. Did they just have... It's for people on like keto, that's like... Not really, though. Okay, the bread. There was bread. I guess. Was, okay, so it was meat, chicken and then what, like cheese in the middle? I don't think it had anything really in the middle besides just like the other Lettuce. toppings. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but like for someone like you, wouldn't it be better to just order chicken strips? Yes. <laughs> okay, <laughs> just checking. <laughs> be, especially since it's going to be like twice the, yeah. the cost anyways yeah. just because it's some fancy yeah. thing. Yeah. I can't believe I used the word fancy in this. <laughs> Description of KFC, KFC. equals fancy. <laughs> so yes, KFC teamed up with Lifetime, and they've created a what do they call it? Uh, recipe for seduction. Recipe for seduction. It's the name of it. Yeah, it's a very short movie starring none other than Mario Lopez as Colonel Sanders. <laughs> I just don't. I can't. <laughs> this is such a weird idea. I don't. I, I I take it back. I mean, this has fancy written all over it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so that apparently aired on Sunday night, the thirteenth. Okay. We missed it. God yeah. damn it. Bummer. But uh, I'm know. sure it'll be available on YouTube. It's gonna keep me up all night. Because it's obvious. <laughs> <laughs> you and some other women out there, I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure we could find this on online somewhere. I mean, yeah. it's marketing, right? Yeah, it's, definitely. It's all about marketing it's here. It's not a real thing, so I'm sure we'll find it. Yeah. They're not going to be like, you can't watch it. <laughs> yeah. It was one chance. Yeah. Maybe we'll bring it back like the McRib, but we can't guarantee it. <laughs> the McRib is back right now. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Well, good. That makes our podcast timely. <laughs> I saw the sign on the way to Burger King. <laughs> Good, good. <laughs> Maybe Burger King will then come out with their Italian chicken sandwich that I used to oh, love so right. much. right. I remember that. Not to be mistaken with the new Parmesan chicken sandwich, which is still good, but not quite the same. Mm. It's got to be the old rubbery chicken <laughs> breaded strip. The, like, the shoe sole. Yeah. <laughs> the shoe sole bread. It's got to be that with yeah. their wax mozzarella cheese. <laughs> They just melted a candle on top of it. Yeah. <laughs> it's not actually cheese. Yeah. You got to you got to eat it before it gets Rehardens. before it cools down. Yeah. That goes for pooping too. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, I don't know why. For some reason I I was obsessed with those sandwiches mm-hmm. when I was younger. Yeah. I even almost cut my finger off one time because I wasn't looking when I was cutting one. I was just so excited about having it, you know, I just you were cutting it? Yeah, you know, in the, cutting it in half. You just you didn't just use your teeth? Well, it's yeah. so you could feel like you have two. Oh, okay. <laughs> Got it. 
when you're young and stupid. Okay. That's the kind of math you use to feel like you have more. You just have like 40 tiny little finger-sized <laughs> pieces. I've been doing the 50 piece. I guess you're right. That's the whole pizza rolls situation, isn't it? Instead of just getting a pizza, mm-hmm. you get pizza rolls and you feel like you have 45 pizzas. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean... <laughs> If someone's selling you one pizza the size of a roll... They're cheating you. you. Yeah, you're going to be getting bamboozled. Yeah. Bamboozled indeed. Yeah. You walk out, the the guy's like, Mamma mia, that that person got bamboozled. All right. Well, we do have a lot of stuff this week. We do. Very Uh, much. Between the Disney Investor Day and the Video Game Awards, we had... Two full plates of mm-hmm. Hot Pockets and <laughs> Italian chicken sandwiches from Burger King. Yeah. So we went ahead and portioned them off into two separate sections. <laughs> One's for leftovers. So uh, we have a special episode for the Disney Investor Day. We are going to talk about a few things, key components that we were interested in on this episode. But the full rundown of uh, the actual, all the announcements on Investor Day are on our separate special episode so go check that out if you haven't yet that is correct oh so i passed the test you passed the test that's good all right so in our weekly fashion moving into new releases not a whole lot of them out there but netflix has a new netflix original movie called a california christmas yeah it felt like it was relevant to the the season so speaking of lifetime movies (laughs) Seems like it's gonna be one of those. Yeah, it's like the 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 switch back or whatever yeah, fuck that. Yeah, movie the was. Christmas switch switched again or some trash. I don't know, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> we're obviously gonna be reviewing it really we, soon. Yeah, we're we can't wait. Uh, and that's on twelve fourteen, so in a couple days. Mm-hmm. Uh, How to ruin Christmas, the sequel. Yeah, how to, to how to ruin Christmas, a wedding. Is the oh, full title. Oh, wedding. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's a sequel, like you said. Sounds I, I like they just mashed two movies together. Yeah. I didn't even know there was a first one called How to Ruin Christmas, so. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> was it a funeral? I doubt it. This motherfucker ruined Christmas. He had to die <laughs> what a day. today. Can't get any worse than this. Turns out it can. Yeah, you wouldn't want to say that. A in, wedding. <laughs> you wouldn't want to say that in 2020. <laughs> We still have two weeks of 2020. Yeah. The final boss has yet to show up. Might as far just be as we hanging know. out around the corner. We don't know. He's going to show up last day of the year. <laughs> Turns out it's just a level yeah. boss. <laughs> 2020 was just wave one. Yeah. We just finished the tutorial. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I don't know if we said how to ruin Christmas. A wedding is December 16th. Uh, next, they had the Ripper. It's a documentary, also on December 16th. Okay. I believe it's either about who they believe was Jack the Ripper or something like that. Or someone who they think was similar, at least. Because Mm. it's like London and it's called the Ripper, so. Yeah. Yeah. It it was some guy just like (laughs) ripping farts in public. In London. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, that's him. That's That's Jack the Ripper. That's the Ripper. He just had deadly farts the yeah, whole time. Yeah. So were they silent then? <laughs> How would anyone know it was him? That yeah. Did he smell he it? He had really tight butt cheeks. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, any officers that came up 
accusing him of it. <laughs> was then promptly accused. Was then accused. Of doing because it. Because he, he who smelt it, dealt it. <laughs> of course. Why not? <laughs> of course he got away. Yeah. Because all he had to do was never call himself out. Yeah. Easy. Perfect crime. Mm-hmm. Amazon Prime, uh, The Expanse Season 5 comes out December 16th. Cool. Yep. Still have to get on to that show. That's that show that we still haven't watched. <laughs> hey, it's not going anywhere. Yeah. It's canceled tomorrow. <laughs> it's still going to be on the service. Amazon takes it down entirely. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that could happen. Probably not. Again, 2020. <laughs> Disney Plus, The Mandalorian. Season 2, Episode 8, Chapter 16, coming out Friday. And this is the finale. This is the last of the Mm -hmm. season. Yep. So if you're not caught up, catch the fuck up. Do that. Yeah. It's a lot of questions I have, and I don't know where it's going. Yeah. I have a feeling a lot of our questions will be unanswered this season. That's what I'm thinking, too. Because after the last one, I'm like, I don't understand how they're going to answer everything in one more episode. Yeah. No, they're not. Uh, yeah, they're not. They're going to end it with a giant middle finger. <laughs> yeah. For us to wait an entire year to find out. <laughs> yep. Exactly. Uh, also, that's a show that we will be doing a spoiler cast for, so stay tuned for that if mm-hmm. you want to hear more in-depth about that season and our thoughts mm-hmm. and opinions. Yeah. That'll be a good one. HBO Max has an indie film called Wendy based off Peter Pan. Oh, good. I'm assuming they can't call it Peter Pan because there's too many out there. There are. It's not wrong. (laughs) So that's coming out on December 19th. Uh, The Star Trek streaming service, I mean, (laughs) CBS All Access. Oh, right. (laughs) Could not find anything new, unfortunately. Other than, of course, Discovery is going to be having their season three episodes release. (laughs) Yeah. But we did find out that the streaming app, at least on Xbox, has updated to have a UI available with separate profile usernames, up to six, apparently. That's pro- Yeah, that's a definite... That's progress. <laughs> yeah. However, they still don't seem to have the simplest thing of, oh, I don't know, a watch list yeah. that you could easily go find the shit you do care about Makes versus no manually sense. searching for it. Yeah. Every time. Yeah. Along with it not remembering when you've watched an episode. Oh my god. Yeah. You're on episode one again, right? Yeah. (laughs) You haven't watched any of this, right? But they did also add child features. So you can put limitations on what what is available. Yes, parental controls. So that's cool for anybody who needs that. Can't imagine there's a lot of kids who are like, I can't wait to watch stuff on CBS All Access. (laughs) No, like what do they even, I don't know. There's probably some kind of, like, Peppa Pig or something stupid on there. Yeah, I don't know what kid things they have. I haven't looked for them either. Uh, one small gripe that really is of no consequence other than just being weird. We looked at all the icons that you could choose oh for your profile. They were so And there were, like, maybe, maybe 20 options. <laughs> if that. But More all like of, almost 12, all of them were, like, weird shit. That Nothing that you would care to ever have as your profile. Thing. There was Spongebob and Patrick, which I could see. So maybe that means they have Spongebob and Patrick. Sounds like them. they would. Yeah. 
and then we saw some Star Trek Lower Decks characters, and that was it. The other ones were like, I don't know what this is. Yeah, they had zero live action characters. It was all animated stuff. Yeah. Which, it made no sense. Yeah, it was very confusing. So Unless I know our it's... profile is secretly on parental controls. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I guess we'll have to see. Now I want to go back and let yeah. make sure. Yeah. Anywho, that's the thing. All right. Didn't really find any delays or cancellations, mainly because there's not really anything coming out. Everything's already been delayed and canceled. Yeah, exactly. So. <laughs> uh, but moving into DTF quickies, Crunchyroll was apparently bought by Funimation, which okay. is owned by Sony. Okay. So, in essence, Sony bought Crunchyroll. It's almost as if we might have mentioned this. Yeah, there was rumors of this. Yeah. So the deal was worth $1.2 billion. Jesus. Uh, Crunchyroll has over 90 million registered users in 200 countries. That seems kind of low to me. Mm. Doesn't that seem low to you? Seemed high to me, to be honest, but oh. I, I'm not. <laughs> I have no idea. Based, that's based on nothing, so. <laughs> okay. Well, I don't know. Uh, my only concern with that is, uh, are we going to have... Crunchyroll and Funimation basically be a monopoly now on anime mm. as one unit. And is it going to be limited to Sony now? Yeah, I hope Either not. Either devices or inclusions and in certain things. Oh, I don't know, like PlayStation. Yeah. As far as the app use. Yeah. Well, hopefully they don't Yeah. take away stuff that already exists. Hopefully. Uh, the one positive side, though... Funimation has a much shittier user interface for their app than Crunchyroll does. So, if they buy Crunchyroll, Mm. maybe they could improve their apps and actually make them work. Right. There there is an option for people to actually enjoy watching stuff. Yeah. I think we used Crunchyroll a couple of times for when we were watching uh, Cells at Work. Yeah, I still use it for uh, some animes that Mm -hmm. are on there. But yeah, it was kind of trash to navigate. Mm-hmm. I'm watching the Inuyasha uh, oh, no, that's sequel I'm... series with like the children oh, okay. from the, the show. Yeah. Um, that's on Crunchyroll. Gotcha. Yeah. I think I was thinking of the fact that we were watching it with ads and it was really annoying. So I was just Yeah, kidding. you will have yeah. to pay yeah. for the subscription in order to, to get no ads. Otherwise, yeah. you get, get it for free with ads. Yeah. You hear that, Hulu? <laughs> Crickets. <laughs> uh, Coming to America is releasing on Amazon Prime. Oh, yeah. This is the sequel, right? Yep. Oh, cool. It's yeah. Release... Sorry. I guess that was confusing. <laughs> Coming the number two, <laughs> America. <laughs> yes. I guess when I read it out loud, I was like, it sounds fine. That, yeah. That's a number two. It's clearly yep. the sequel. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, so this is the sequel. This... Uh, they bought the worldwide rights to the movie and it will release on... March 5th, 2021. Happy birthday to me, I guess. Assuming you care about this. (laughs) That's why it was a joke. Okay. (laughs) I mean, I'll watch it, but I'm not like, oh Mm -hmm. my God. I'm not sure if anybody is, to be honest. Somebody out there. Yeah. I'm sure the people that are in the movie. I mean, the first one was funny, but it's not one. It's been so long. It's like one of those things like, is it going to have the same magic? Yeah, I doubt it. Uh, Netflix announces Sonic TV series through a tweet. Which then they deleted. Uh oh. (laughs) 
What does that mean? Uh, so, <laughs> new, it's a new 3D animated series from Sega that's going to be released in 2022. They posted it and then quickly deleted it. You're like, oopsies. So, obviously, somebody pushed it out way sooner than they should uh-huh. have. Uh, there was speculation it was going to be a part of the video game awards but as far as i recall that was never officially announced at the event so yeah interesting okay i guess expect that announcement at some point okay unless a deal was struck and then sonic was or (laughs) then mr mr sonic mr sonic (laughs) of sega was like no no i'm gonna head out now (laughs) that's like whenever we get emails at work sometimes there'll be like a mass email and then it's like five minutes later and it's like such and such would like to recall this message. And I'm like, well, I already read it. So what do you want me to do? Like every, everybody's already read this message and saying you'd like to recall it isn't going to do anything. What does that mean? It means, it? it means, oops, just kidding. Oh, like take it back? Yeah, I was just kidding. Don't pretend that never happened. So it asks you if you will allow it to be recalled? No, no. It just like it's like literally just a statement. That I I thought it was like a function, which maybe it is, but it's like they sent out this mass email and mm. then five, fifteen minutes later they realized something was wrong on it, so then they're like, yeah, would like to like, recall you know, this I message. Was kind of a bitch. <laughs> maybe I should change what the wording is. Yeah. Um so the message never goes away from my inbox though. Like it never leaves, regardless of whether they would try to recall it or not. They're just okay. that's just their message of trying to say, Hey, JK, don't read that. Gotcha. If you haven't read it already. Kinda defeats the point. Yep. If it informs you that they're taking it back. Yeah. Rather than just you not the, knowing if you never saw it. Yeah, exactly. It's super weird. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so, yes. There's no word on if this ties into the recent film for Sonic the Hedgehog. However, the sequel for that movie is set for April 8th, 2022. So, it could uh, be some kind of marketing tie-in that okay. they are going for. Interesting. Yep. Kingsman franchise is getting seven plus movies, apparently. Jesus. Like more or just total? Just total, I think. Okay. Well, how... No, more. I guess more. More? I don't know. Wow, okay. I don't know. Do we think they're just going to be... They're not all going to be the same characters. I think it's pretty clear that based on the last movie, they're kind of like... They'll probably be a lot have of branches spinoffs, off. I'm sure, yeah, okay. from different historical events, okay. I would imagine. Uh, Marv Group CEO Ziggy Kamasa says... Matthew Vaughn is plotting something like seven more Kingsman films as part of the company's expansion plan. Okay. Uh, We want to grow the business and the output. We have a Kingsman TV series in the works, and there are two to three other franchises that are being developed alongside the Kingsman world. Hmm. All right. So it sounds like they're just trying to probably dabble in different genres of what the Kingsman could be for different viewers. Right, right. Makes sense. Well, I like what they've had so far, so I'm interested to see where that goes. Yeah. Much like True Blood on HBO. Yeah. Apparently, there is a reboot in the works for the same service. Warner Media is in early stages of developing a new version of its True Blood series from the creator of Sabrina and Riverdale, Roberto Aguirre Sacasa. He's going to helm the new reboot. Okay. And Alan Ball, the creator of the original series for True Blood, is on board to executive produce. Interesting. I'm not sure if I'm ready for a reboot of that series yet. You need like another 10 years? (laughs) Yeah. Because I feel like it was really good. 
and I didn't want to watch it in the beginning with. Like I was, I was very hesitant to yeah. watch it because I was like, I don't need more vampires in my life. When do you think it ended? I'm curious if you. I'm pretty realize sh- how long ago it was. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it ended before I even started watching it. So maybe let's say 2010. No, later than that. 2000. 2012? 2014 is when it ended officially. Okay. so that's season. literally when I started watching it was the year that it okay. ended. See, yeah. that, to me, it's like it's been like six years. Not that that's a good time to start a reboot, but yeah. it's long enough that I'm like, I could see why they're doing it. You're the reason I started watching it because you said it was so good. I mean, yeah. 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 <laughs> and Boobs I was and like, gore. I, mean, what I else have is no there? reason to watch that. I don't need more vampire shit because I was, I was thinking it was like Twilighty. Okay valid and so it turned out it wasn't yeah i mean well yeah. it, it, it in some ish, ways but not but, but it's not got the hbo extra tone. stuff yeah. yeah yeah it's got the the hbo seasoning if you will seasoning yeah the not to secret be, recipe not to be confused with kfc's secret <laughs> recipe <laughs> yeah of seduction mm-hmm. i okay so here's my thing i got into this show because of somebody that i was dating yeah. Okay. That's the only reason I ever started watching this. That makes sense. Obviously got to a point where I watched too much of it that I just got like committed to it. Hooked, you know, yeah. It's like The Walking Dead. Yes. Of it's of that time. Yeah. I'm still watching The Walking Dead because I just, I, I've already committed too much time. I, That's, I have to finish it at this point. That was me with Vampire Diaries. Okay. <laughs> so right off the bat, I'm like, well, I enjoyed True Blood. Maybe this could be good. However... Then I read Sabrina and Riverdale yep. creator, and I go, That's okay, so pass. this is going to be a overly young adult dramatic yeah. retelling I don't like it. of True Blood. I'm already done. And I think I'm probably not going to be interested. <laughs> yeah. I will check it out. Yeah. However, I don't know if I'm going to be somebody that sticks around with this one. Yeah. Here's my question. Do you think it's going to be a straight up reboot with the same exact characters recast do you think it's going to be like, oh, they are a different cast, but like it's within the same universe. And those people all existed still. Yeah, that one. I think you that's think what they'll so? do. I'll think they'll do same universe, but then they'll have it be like some adjacent group of like younger teens who are all broody and mm. new vampires. We uh, talked about this one actually during the Patreon episode for the Pop Culture Leftovers that okay. I was on. And Brian actually brought up a very interesting point. Apparently, uh, what's the actress' name that played Suke? Anna... Anna... Paquin. Paquin. Thank you. She apparently had no clue this even existed. And on Twitter was like, this is news to me or something like that. Oh, okay. So that tells me that they have no plans on it being in the same universe. Or at least not right away. Right. That's like, true. So it means to me that they're not going to have any characters coming back or even just actors doing like the Supergirl thing where they just play yeah. a completely different character. But like, oh, I know who that person is. Yeah, yeah. And it's got that nostalgia feel. Right. Um. So I don't know how I feel. Uh. Like I said, it, it doesn't sound like it's going to be my, my thing yeah. based off that. Um. Also, it sounds like it's going to be like based in like a school type atmosphere, do you think? Or I mean, or... Yeah, I, I have a feeling just based on... Because Euphoria was another show that HBO came out with in the last year, mm-hmm. and that was a huge hit, which dealt with high school kids. Mm-hmm. Um, but it also did have a very sexual and graphic nature to it. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I'm guessing that... So do you think it's going to approach that aspect, or do you think it's going to be very tame like you see on Riverdale and Sabrina? Um, I think it would be slightly more explicit than Riverdale and Sabrina, having never seen no. either of those. That's a good point. I, so... should, I should disclose, <laughs> I've never watched either of those. Yeah. Um, I do know that Riverdale feels like it's trying to go for this, like, sexual thing, at least in their marketing. Yeah. <laughs> That one. As my joke goes every time. <laughs> uh, uh, whatever that thing was. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I've never seen it. So I assume they have that kind of... Based on other CWE shows, I would say that it probably would... I'm assuming they're about as sexual as other CW shows, like The Vampire Diaries. Well, they had to tone down Supergirl and give her pants. Yeah. <laughs> so... I think she wanted the pants. <laughs> She wanted to wear the pants. Oh, okay. <laughs> just saying. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just, I feel like I'm kind of tired of, I feel like we need to take a break from all these reboots. Yeah. It, like, can, can we get some new material here? Ironically, we're getting to a point where we're getting too many reboots that we're getting tired of those. Yeah. But those only exist because they can't think of other shit yeah. to begin with. Yeah, they start thinking about it, and they're like, eh, maybe I'll just reboot this other show instead. Yeah, and it became successful because yeah. people people liked do it. want to double down on things they already enjoy. Yeah, but at a certain point, <laughs> we're going to be, like, rebooting something that we just rebooted three times. And uh, then it's Spider-Man? Like, yeah, I know. <laughs> I wasn't going to say it, but... Okay. <laughs> Which we have news on that later on. Yeah. Um. And obviously, True, True Blood is based off books, right? So yes. I guess my, my last question for you would be, do you think they have material or books that were never used through the series? Or do you think this is going to be, they're going to have to make a whole new story? Uh, or they going to just, again, retell the same story in each season of the show that does exist in a different manner? I'm going to guess that there's more material in the books that isn't that hasn't been touched. Maybe there's further books or a related series. You would, you would assume there's more material yeah. that hasn't been touched. Usually that's yeah. what happens with these kind of things when yeah. they get adapted. Yes. Stuff is left out. Yeah. Um, okay. It is an interesting concept. Vampires are out in the open. Mm-hmm. And now they have a synthetic blood that they can drink instead of yeah. harvesting people. Yeah. Could use some more sparkles, though. Yeah. Or glitter. I don't know. No. <laughs> Leave that shit to Twilight. Okay. Teach their own, I guess. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, the next few stories are kind of all intertwined, I feel like. So mm-hmm. we'll, we'll probably just kind of migrate through them in one big topic. Mm-hmm. Uh, AMC claims to be broke coming this January. <laughs> okay. Uh, in an AMC statement, in the absence of additional liquidity... The company anticipates that existing cash resources will be depleted during January 2021. So, we do know that they've been dealing with a lot of budget issues, uh, bankruptcy claims and stuff over the last, basically, year, right? Yeah, yeah. Movie theaters were struggling before the pandemic. Obviously, the pandemic was a big boost of trouble for all of these theater chains. Especially yeah. the smaller, you know, family-owned ones. Mm-hmm. I don't doubt that they are in trouble. But I can't help but wonder if maybe this is a marketing tactic to throw a statement like this out there. To try and get sympathy 
and or influence not just let's say Warner Brothers but movie studios in general to mm-hmm. uh not go the direct to streaming right route yeah that's an interesting point i feel like i find it i would i'd be surprised if these corporate entities such as Warner Brothers and other movie studios really have uh empathy to their situation but there's financial implications to it as well so i guess if they're saying if they're if they're throwing out there, well, we're basically we're gonna have to fuck off because we're bankrupt. Then the idea of other movie studios not being able to earn money through putting movies through AMC, if that scares them enough, maybe they do something to help them. I guess I don't know. It's interesting. Yeah, I okay. So here's my thing. I the there's a lot of a lot of people will lose their jobs. Obviously, yes. right? Yeah. But at the same time, the people that are making these claims. Are the people high up, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's it's the people who are running AMC that are making the statement. Exactly. They're not going to be the ones that are struggling to pay yeah, they're a gonna bill. Get, they're going to get some the kind of, of severance day. package, I'm sure. Yeah. So it's just I don't know. It sucks because I feel like this is something that is going to impact a lot of people. I mean, maybe they should have just closed to begin with instead of struggling trying to stay open. And lose more money by not even being closed. I look at what Regal did. Yeah, we have the Regal Unlimited. Our theater has just not been open. Yeah, they straight up said we're not gonna. We're just not gonna be open. Yeah, until we know there's gonna be movies out, we're just not gonna bother. Yeah. Obviously, what WB did is a big implication on shifting Mm -hmm. the success of theaters reopening all over the place. Yeah. Um, but and AMC for us is closed. Yeah. Currently, it sounds like only certain theaters are going to be closing, mm-hmm. probably to save money. But you know, there are areas that theaters are still open. Mm-hmm. We're in lockdown currently with California, but there are AMC's that are open. Um, yeah, I understand. I, I I kind of agree with what you're saying. Like, I feel for anybody who would be losing their job related to this, but I also feel like. AMC has been struggling for so long that it seems like maybe just rip the band-aid off. I don't want to be like insensitive, but Well, and it goes back to as well if you think about it. It it goes back to the simple, you know, basics of business, supply and demand. Exactly. Obviously, if you don't have people coming into your theater, mm-hmm. there's a reason. Mm-hmm. You can't expect people to just hand you money probably because you if put, you're not doing something worth getting handed yeah, money for. and if you're playing a bunch of trash movies and putting wreck it ralph back in the fucking same theater for fucking eight weeks in a row to be fair that is our location there are other I amcs know. that have legitimate long lists of movies agreed i just have to assume that we're not the only theater location that does yeah. that <laughs> i think it's all the ones that they because apparently they bought a bunch of um like dollar theater type that's what this one was that's yeah. what it was yeah. okay so they apparently they bought a bunch of those mm-hmm. at some point um, and so those are probably the ones that they're doing this kind of a thing mm-hmm. because they weren't designed originally to be large market right. theaters. But obviously we're not going to drive to LA yeah. every time we want to see a movie, <laughs> yeah. especially in a pandemic. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, yeah. So I, it's one of those things where it, it, it's sad, but I, at the same time, I feel like, you know, society is progressing. Technology is progressing. Mm-hmm. Um, the old ways just don't seem like that's what people want anymore. Yeah. You you are going to have that chunk of people that want that old cinema feel, but not mm. everybody wants that anymore. Yeah. And 
home streaming is kind of seemingly going to be the future if mm-hmm. if what WB did is successful. Yeah. We're going to find out, I guess, a good result will be Wonder Woman next week. Yeah. Or in a couple weeks, right? Yes. How well that does. And on that topic, apparently with the news that Wonder Woman 1984 will be on HBO Max, it's being reported that Gal Gadot and Patty Jenkins were paid $10 million plus each by Warner Brothers to praise the premiere on the subscription service as well as theaters. All they had to do was be like, yeah, that's a good idea. And I got $10 million. I'm, I want I want $10 million. Yeah. I'll say it. Yeah. I'll fucking say it. <laughs> yeah. I'll say it like 10 million times, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> You're getting 10 million for each time, right? I mean, I'd be okay with that too. <laughs> Who am I kidding? I'd probably say it for like $10. Yeah. Uh, so, okay, this is from the New York Times. They claim that they were paid the $10 million plus each uh, because WB approached Morris Endeavor. Their talent agencies. Jenkins. Their, their talent yeah. agencies, yeah. Yeah. They're their agents. Uh, so they basically had to get their permission to get them on board. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, of course, the agents, thinking like a business, said, well, how are you going to compensate them? Mm-hmm. We're not just going to do this free. This is a whole separate thing outside of the contract they already had. Yeah. Um, So the argument was they should get whatever sum because that's what they theoretically could have earned or should have if it had been released in theaters without a pandemic. Right. Essentially, what going under the assumption it was successful, what they would have made off of the, the profits. Yeah. Obviously, that changes since it's going to be streaming now. Yes. That was the negotiation. They end up giving them $10 million each. It's a pretty sweet deal for them. Yeah, and here's how I feel like it went down. <laughs> I know people seem to be upset because they say, well, they can spend $20 million on this, but they can't help theaters keep their employees and, and whatever, stay afloat. Yeah. I'm sorry. I know that would be great to see as a PR move. Yeah. And to just be a, a help the world. Yeah. That's not their fucking That's responsibility. not realistic, yeah. That's the company who owns those buildings, those yeah. theaters, yeah. and those employ those people. Yeah. That's their responsibility to take care of them. Yeah. Yeah, it's not the movie studio's responsibility to do that. I agree. Well, and yes, that would be a really nice gesture, but that wasn't... I don't know why people would expect that. But here's how I feel like it went down. The agency was approached about this because that's just how they do business. They go through the agency because that's their agent. Yes. They were like, well, they, they'd get something out of this if you want them to do this. They negotiated this whole thing. Then the agency probably went up to Gal Gadot and Patty Jenkins. And by go up, I mean they called them. Yeah. And they go, hey, do you want $10 million? You just got to say, <laughs> this is exciting. It's going to be on HBO Max. Yeah. Fuck yeah, until ten million dollars. Yeah, I, I right. If that's <laughs> if that's the simple yeah. conversation is, so I get ten million dollars yeah. just to, yeah, not have an opinion about something. Yeah, in the words of Frito, "Fuck you, that's a lot of money." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I get it. Yeah, absolutely. I don't think anyone, if you asked anyone. I don't think anyone would be like, nah. Who would say no to that? Somebody who's independently wealthy? Yeah. 
right? Even then, probably probably would. But they would just want more money. Yeah. So like, but like, yeah, no, now I'm even more. I would like twenty one million. Yeah. yeah. So here is another thing. Obviously, the contract didn't account for this, so that's why there was more negotiations. Mm-hmm. And this was before the announcement of all these WB movies being put onto the service. Right. Now we're seeing reports that, like Dune, for example, other movies, yeah, like King Kong versus Godzilla, whatever the hell yeah. it is, Godzilla Godz- versus Kong, Godzilla versus Kong, yeah, um, all their big theater slate movies. They were not notified. None of them knew until the news came out. Yeah, their directors didn't know. Their actors didn't know. Mm-hmm. So they didn't get these contract negotiations to get some cut of the pie. Yeah, as far as an extra profit. Yeah. That they, they are losing from potentially not seeing it in theater mm-hmm. getting success. Yeah. Some of them are not happy about this. Yeah. And that's... We'll get into that. Deservedly yeah. so, right? Yeah, like, yeah. Put a lot of effort They're in like, these wait films. a minute, what about me? Yeah. Um, <laughs> and so uh, the whole $10 million thing for Godot and Jenkins is essentially comes down to they were paid to do PR. Yeah, but they were doing, Um, to be clear, like you said, I think a lot of people are leaving this out when they're mad about this on the internet, is this deal was related to Wonder Woman. This wasn't about all the other movies. Like, that happened after, right? But it's the same scenario as, well, why weren't they notified? Yeah. Why didn't they get a negotiation? Yeah. If, I guess the simple answer is because WB didn't care if they talked good or bad. Because they aren't, they weren't deemed big enough marketing ploys as the wonder woman i think it's the the price of of having the one that goes first it's like everyone in class nobody wants to raise their hand first but it's the person who goes first is the bravest and so that's why they offered but they're arguably very big people right now yeah absolutely so if they approve of it that's gonna help get people to be okay with it even happening right Yeah, definitely it's got nothing to do with the other films yeah and their directors and actors yes but that is Surely, yeah, s- shitty for them. Yes, that this is a thing. Yeah, um, because now they're gonna need to take other means in order to get that profits that they potentially would have had. Yeah, uh, because contracts and all that stuff. So I guess what my question for you is: Do you think we'll see a shift in how contracts are done between studios and actors, uh, with the implication that studios will put? their content on streaming services versus oh, theaters absolutely, now. yeah. I mean, obviously, you're not going to get the however long it's in theaters and profits it makes. Yeah. You know. I'm sure there's sh- a shifting already happening in how these contracts are written. I mean, obviously, these are a different case because they were intended for theater. Yeah. But the pandemic saw a different story. Yeah. So the next batch of movies coming in 2022, I guess, we'll expect to have, or maybe even 2023, depending on the... the the scheduling of it mm-hmm. all, but we'll probably expect to see those having uh, different contracts and stuff. Um, could we even see actors who are just like, you know what, fuck WB, I won't work with them anymore, I'm or sh- directors? Even I'm sure we will. We do have directors that are not happy about this. Mm-hmm. Christopher Nolan, who is not technically even a part of the whole yeah. release on WB Max, but he has worked with them on many projects. Most recently, he worked on Tenet, mm-hmm. which saw an unorthodox release based off the pandemic yeah. situation. Um, he said to ET Online, it's very, 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 very messy. 
a real bait and switch. Yeah, it's sort of not how you treat filmmakers and stars and people who these guys have given a lot for these projects. They deserve to be consulted and spoken to about what was going to happen to their work. And it basically, he, he ended the whole... His basic summary was HBO Max is the worst streaming service because of what they did. <laughs> He's so dramatic. <laughs> well, I... But going back to this, like... Yeah. They did kind of fuck a lot of people over. Yeah. Specifically, like, you know, Dune... Yeah. ...is a huge fucking blockbuster movie, which was probably intended to be a franchise, right? Yes. So that's not something that you can just... I mean, they're losing money on all of these, right? Yeah. They have to be losing money. So, yeah, no, 100%. I agree that maybe it would have been nice to consult these people. However, this is a similar situation to the Chappelle Show deal. Technically, if the contract says it's okay, like, is there anything in the contract that says they can't put it straight to, to streaming? That's what I'm wondering. Well, they're not technically doing straight to streaming. They're doing... At the same time. ...as well as theater. Yeah. So that's the loophole, I'm sure, in the contract yeah. is, well... I'm sure that their argument would be, if it took it to court, Yeah. well, you, in your contract was, you get profits of whatever it does in theaters. Yeah. It's technically in theaters, so you will technically still get profits from yeah. it. But the fine print is, you won't get as much because, because people it's won't not go. in theaters as big yeah. and as long as it would have been without the pandemic. Yeah, that's true. But that's also the, the huge gamble of the assumption that a movie would have been successful. Exactly. And on a side note, Wonder Woman 1984 apparently will have a 151-minute runtime. Okay. For anybody who's a normal person, <laughs> that's two hours and 31 minutes. Okay. That makes more sense. Yeah. This was like the, my baby is 27 <laughs> months old. Yeah. Yeah. Two and a half years. Yep. Your baby's two and a half fucking years old. Yep. Two and a quarter. Your baby's two years old. Yeah. Your baby's two. We're rounding down. Yeah. That's how it works. <laughs> I'm going to start doing that. I'm a, I, I, I'm 35 times 12. <laughs> that's a big number. I can't yeah. do that kind of math in my I'm going to start telling people when they ask my age. Yeah. Get carded for buying alcohol. Do I not look like I'm... Four, 420 <laughs> months old? <laughs> <laughs> and apparently it will include a end credit scene which was not available to the critics that have already reviewed this movie interesting uh obviously uh, the reasoning is probably so that they don't spoil it yeah and there were news outlet whatever yeah. reporting and that it's fresh for everybody to see nice and that will be in both streaming and theatrical release cool very cool my my curiosity is if it's going to be based on solely a, a Wonder Woman sequel or if it's going to be a bigger world building, mm-hmm. which is what I would assume it is because they yeah. kind of treated her like she's kind of shifted to being like the the anchor the anchor of the DCEU right and they're clearly shifting with the multiverse aspect but they are bringing in a lot of the the old cast still yeah and it was Zack Snyder who knows what where they're going with it now yeah so. All right, well, we mentioned Dune. So, um, in case anybody wasn't aware, <laughs> Legendary Productions, which is the studio behind the movie Dune, is actually, uh, they're calling it challenging <laughs> um, the move of the movie to HBO Max. Basically, they're suing. Um, they're going to be suing. 
So just a little, I looked into this a little bit, and I think it's fun fact, maybe interesting to note for anybody who's not aware. Legendary Productions' parent company is Wanda Group, a Chinese conglomerate who owns Wanda Cinemas, which has 4,648 screens worldwide um, as of 2018, so probably even more now. Hoyt's Group, which has 450 screens in Australia and New Zealand, and also is a minority shareholder of AMC. So the parent which company... Which is deemed the largest theater chain In the worldwide. world, right? Yes. So the parent company of this production company is obviously set to make a lot of money for movies that are going to theater. So of course they're not interested in having the movie go to streaming at the same time because they want to make more money. Duh. It makes a total sense if you think about it that yeah, way. Yeah, I and mean, that's the logic. Like, that's yeah. what their business is about, yeah. making money off of the movies yeah. that yeah. they release. Exactly. So, yeah, the director, Dennis Villanueva, said, AT&T decided to sacrifice Warner Brothers' entire 2021 slate in a desperate attempt to grab the audience's attention. Maybe that's true. They're trying to get the audience's attention, but really, the audience is your fucking customer. So, I don't know. I know they're trying to keep people interested in big money movies and things like that. So like I, I can see why they made that move. I think maybe suing them maybe was is is the is a weird call to me. Being upset and and maybe asking for some kind of reevaluation of the situation, I get that, but Well, they probably have to sue yeah. in order to even get that because yeah. they would just be like, "No. Yeah. We're good." Yeah. I don't know. I'm just interested to see how this all goes through. Um because of the different layers of yeah. problematic well, stuff okay, going that, on. Well, okay. That that's a, a weird situation because, one, they are a business that mm-hmm. they're going to suffer because of the loss on these films not mm-hmm. making more money in theater. Yeah. Assuming they would. hmm But at the same time, they are also technically uh, conflict of interest, mm-hmm. biased. Yeah. Because they know that they will make more money in theaters than yeah. on the streaming service. Yeah. So I guess... I haven't done a lot of research about, like, production companies and who owns them and who their parent group is or whatever, but this was surprising to me. Maybe I'm an idiot, but I I'm thought... I'm sure it's more about, like, they can't have, like, majority stakes or something like that. I just assumed production companies would be more likely to own to be owned by, like, a movie studio, like Disney or whatever. Like, I just assumed that would make more sense rather than, like, a movie group or a, place, a company that owns a large groups of movie theaters... But I guess I can see how it relates. It just seems, I don't know, con- both sides of the coin. It's kind of weird. Yeah, yeah, I get that. But it just seems like I, I wasn't expecting it. Maybe I just didn't know what I was doing. I, I Maybe I'm not in the right mindset for looking at those things. I had no idea. So it was eye-opening it's, to me. It's an interesting observation, which I, yeah. I mean, I didn't know that. Yeah. And obviously, it, of course, they have yeah. interest in this, yeah. right? Especially yeah. with the whole situation with the AMC, right? Yes, yeah. They want to succeed because of their situation, for sure. Yeah. Um, And then, of note, Timothy Chalamet, who is the star of Dune, recently uh, hosted SNL, which was probably meant to be a marketing thing for Dune, which was supposed to be coming out soon. Yeah, Um, probably. (laughs) He ended the show wearing a hoodie that says Legendary Productions on it with their logo and stuff. So probably supposed to be a statement of support for yeah. whatever they're about to do. But. A silent but deadly statement. Yeah, he was probably farting the whole time too. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's a, it's a difficult situation for everybody. Like yeah. I, WB is saying that this is just intended for the year because we need to do to survive. But the implication there is people will expect that. 
And, and if it does succeed, then that's going to change their opinion on it being a temporary shift in the market. Yeah, that's true. Um, so it's really going to depend on what other studios do. You know, we have Disney. It looks like they are focusing on theatrical as well still, based off their investor meeting, but we just don't really know. Mm -hmm. uh, that's going to be another, we have to wait and see. Yeah. But as of right now, they're still they're still committed to Black Widow being a theater release. So, yeah. hell, if it does even hit streaming, it's not going to be for free. It's going to be a paid thing. Yeah. I can tell you that. Um, yeah, so interesting that you mentioned Disney Investor Day. Because I have a few things that we wanted to talk about. Like, don't forget, we said in the beginning, if you're interested in what happened on Disney Investor Day, what they announced, definitely go check out our special episode where we talked about each individual item. Um, however, just a couple of quick deals I wanted to discuss here for um, maybe there were two specifically new trailers that I thought really gave us a bunch of a decent amount of new information. So first up, Falcon and Winter Soldier. We learned a few new things from the the trailer that they that they showed. Um, one, I know, I think it was announced that Erin Kellyman was joining the series, but I don't know for sure if they ever confirmed who she was playing. And now from this trailer, she's wearing like this mask. And Erin Kellyman, uh, if anybody's, it sounds familiar, but you're not exactly sure who she is. She played Emphis Nest in Solo. Solo, yeah, the like terrorist group leader person yeah yeah she looked like some kind of creature from destiny <laughs> yes, and then she takes the she mask did. off and she's just a girl she's just a girl yeah <laughs> i'm just a girl <laughs> yeah um and so she's gonna be playing flag smasher i don't know anything about this group or character but or at least one of them it in the scene it definitely appears as if she's some kind of leadership role so she could be the main one or she could be just part of the group it's unclear still Probably the leader. Probably, given it, her notoriety. I believe the, the speculation is it's a gender-swapped version of the mm -hmm. character, which is basically an anti-Captain America-type character. Yeah, yeah. Um, against the, the government-type thing. Right, right. Hence the name. Yeah. Makes sense. Um, something else I noticed is Sam's Falcon costume. His wings were much more colorful. And mm -hmm. I guess this is kind of more... Uh, they look closer to the comics in this uh, version of the costume so we can see that a he's still using it despite having theoretically been past the shield yeah <laughs> something's i think something's gonna be happening with that i yeah. think the government's gonna be taking claim to captain america's property yeah um or there's a the gonna... shield yeah the outfit yeah. i don't think he's gonna technically be captain america in this i think yeah. there's gonna be a growth of him becoming the character right something's gonna happen i think with captain america as far as the government running the show mm -hmm. um and i think that we're gonna see that develop and and him take over in this mm -hmm. in some capacity it's kind of weird though because presumably they have the shield because in the intro of the trailer they show it like in a museum which, let's be honest, that's not the real one, right? That's yeah the real one they have There's or no some way. guy yeah. has, right? Yeah, for sure. But also, the wings that Falcon has mm -hmm. are technically government property, are they not? Because he I got them so. through, if I'm correct, the Air Force or whatever it was. Yeah, whatever military branch he was in, yeah. It was like some kind of special project in the yeah. Air Force, right? Yeah. That he had? Yeah. So, so how does, I, maybe they've covered that in some movie at some point through an off comment, but I feel like... 
by the same logic, he wouldn't have the the Falcon prototype unless he's built that through Stark's oh, yes. tech. Yes, alternatively, since... uh, either through through Stark's tech or potentially through Shuri, because we know that you could see and we in, could probably see upgrades. At yeah, some point you in see that in one scene it looks like um, Winter Soldier. His arm is fancy. For lack of a better word. Well, yeah, she upgraded so she that. upgraded that, so she could theoretically have helped upgrade the wing suit or whatever fucking mm-hmm. falcon suit, mm-hmm. um, as well. I guess we'll have to see. And they might touch upon that whole concept mm-hmm. also. Yes, because you always see it get fucked up in the in the movies, right? Yes. His, his suit get yeah. his wings get fucked up, so it would make more sense. So is he like if it was an unofficial genius? Like Stark and yeah, it doesn't make sense. Shuri that so, we just don't know about. Something's and he's definitely just missing. Making all these repairs himself. He's just got a bunch of suits. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm interested to see the story behind that because it definitely seems like you said there's something going on with the shield and the Captain America stuff where mm-hmm. he doesn't, he's not using it. Whether it's of his choice, where it seems like there's kind of like this emotional thing that he's dealing with as well, mm-hmm. or the government saying, "Nah, he can't have it." So I think we're maybe see a little bit of like both, that. yeah. <laughs> um, Which would fall in line with what Captain America has been about, right? It's yeah. been kind of the struggle between blindly following the government mm-hmm. and and standing up for your rights and all yes, that stuff, right? Exactly. Um, and then one other thing we saw in this is Zemo. He is facing some, at least the new footage. There's also footage in there that's mm-hmm. from other movies that we've already seen, but the new footage is him facing some kind of monument deal. Yeah, it looks like he's doing some kind of, like, ritual cult. Yeah, uh, I think he's just paying his respects to his family. That'd okay. be my guess. Uh, did he, like, cut his hand and shit, right? Didn't he, like, cut his hand and, like, throw blood everywhere? Oh. Did I, I make that maybe up? Maybe I missed that. I, don't I, feel, <laughs> I, I probably was drunk. I don't know. Um. So when I was looking online about stuff, Regarding this, the people said that it seemed like he was probably in Sokovia, too, which I didn't even think about. Like, that monument's probably in Sokovia. Mm-hmm. So the backdrop is an indication of what Sokovia actually looks like after Age of Ultron, which I didn't think about at all. I think the bigger question, too, is how did he get out of yeah. government custody? I have that. Last we saw him, he was in some prison chair with... Um, with uh, Martin Freeman. With Martin Freeman yeah. <laughs> uh, mocking him that yeah. he... Yeah, that he was not going to win or whatever the yeah. fuck, right? Yeah. No, I agree. I am I just can't wait to figure out where how all of that went about. Mm-hmm. It's going to be some interesting shit going on. And it'll so. be interesting to see if maybe he's not even the main villain. Maybe he's like kind of like a Loki-type character Could in be. this where he's he is the villain. He's got some agenda, but he's yeah. not the main threat. He's and like maybe wrong guy flag, for right reasons guy. Maybe, maybe Flag Smasher is the main antagonist of this. Maybe, like, yeah. That's a good um, point. And didn't we have uh, rumors or something that General Ross was going to be in this as well? I mean, that sounds vaguely familiar. So they could definitely be setting up the uh, Thunderbolt team. Okay. You know, maybe Zemo's going to be tied to that somehow. Could be, or yeah. Or be involved in creating that. Mm-hmm. Okay. So definitely a lot to unpack from that one. There's probably some more stuff that we didn't mention, but those are the main things that we noticed. Oh, I'm sure every day we're yeah. going to find some new yeah. tidbit of information that somebody caught because they yeah. are more familiar with something yeah, absolutely. in the trailer. But yeah, there's people that are like deep in the comics and they understand all the possible things that things could be. And mm-hmm. I'm like, everything, I'm like, oh, wow, I had no idea. Um, okay, so Loki trailer. This one was pretty exciting because it actually gave us quite a bit more information than we had seen before. Not necessarily... Um, what we wanted to see but (laughs) some new stuff 
So basically it shows him in wherever the last place we saw him, he picks up the Tesseract and is like, looks around and is like, all right, bye. They you basically know? start it with, yeah. the trailer starts with essentially the footage from Endgame. Yes. Where they show him escape yeah. with, you know, the... And this is, at that time, pre-character growth Loki. Like, he's still kind of, like, a douchebag. Like, he hasn't done the whole, like, come completely, yeah. almost completely to the good side yet. Yeah. Because towards the end, he was definitely more, like, empathetic and, like, kind of... Yeah, more he, he of hasn't, a good guy. He hasn't toe turned yet. Right. Um, so then he's transported to some kind of desert situation. Clearly he's traveled in like time. New Mexico, right? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Doesn't look like it though. Oh. Um, although it would be funny if it was like Roswell. He's like, yeah. not again. <laughs> um, he's approached that by some people who appear tribal of some kind. I don't know for sure. Because honestly, one of the people I thought kind of looked Inuit, but it's a desert, so that doesn't make sense. So uh, I'm really curious to see where that goes. Um, He obviously has traveled in time and space here. Yeah, this is obviously going to be based around time jumping, right? Yeah. So we're going to see, I think, a lot of different time periods throughout Mm -hmm. history. Yeah. Whether new or not, I think it's going to have some implications on other events. Yeah. Um, And then you can see him encountering... The Time Variance Authority, the TVA. We see him in the prison or whatever the fuck, the facility that they have. Mm-hmm. And then... We get a good look at Owen Wilson's character. Yes. And as uh, also Gugu Mbatha-Ra, the one who was in um, The Morning Show. Anyway, she was in something else that you saw recently, and we talked about her being cast on the show, and I didn't know mm-hmm. what she was going to be, but it seems like she's some kind of boss person inside the TVA. Okay. Yeah. She was the, like, female person wearing, like, a sash deal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm still unclear on what her role is, but some kind of boss situation. <laughs> um, and then there's just a... Then after that, we kind of see... So Owen Wilson's, like, talking shit, basically, to Loki in the elevator or whatever it is, it seems. Mm-hmm. And then it cuts to a bunch of, like, a montage of different scenes, which appear to be from different time times and spaces and whatever. Yeah. So... It's unclear if either Loki is working for them or or on the run from them or whatever. It feels like he's working for them yeah. in some capacity, whether yeah. he's an official agent or yeah. just working with them to cover some kind of crisis. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, it it they imply that it had to do with something he did. Yeah. Or is going to do right. Yeah. Part of me wonders if the scene where he's in the Time Variance Authority is actually placed out of order in the sequence of events that how it really happens Mm -hmm. is he's traveling and jumping and going all crazy and using this like going time crate like time traveling all over the place and then they catch him Mm -hmm. and And maybe he's just telling the story yeah uh, part of me wonders interrogation yeah that could be it that's a good point Um, and then by the end of the the second to last episode or something he breaks out yeah 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 and then loki's gonna join thor yeah love and thunder yeah so I maybe hope Thor breaks them out. Oh, maybe, yeah. Um, I've come for you, brother. Yeah. So I looked up. A, there's a whole bunch of like little Easter eggs and stuff in here, and things that people dug really deep into. But two main ones that I wanted to point out is um, there's a section where he is jumping out of a plane with money, mm-hmm. and it appears to be in like the 70s. Yeah. Um, and so I didn't catch this, but somebody online was like, "It looks like." 
is he supposed to be D.B. Cooper, the, like, guy in history who jumped out of a plane with, like, hijacked the plane and then took a bunch of money and jumped out and then disappeared? Because in the middle of the year, he's bifrosted away. Mm. So he did disappear. So if he's supposed to be the, the D.B. Cooper of, like, our history, that would be kind of a fun little thing that they did that. That Yeah, and that yeah. would be, like I said, you know, yeah. we're probably going to see tie-ins to historical events. Yeah. That would be an interesting one. Yeah. Because it's, it's a, a weird story and yeah. history yeah. and i think it's actually a documentary on db cooper yeah on him i don't yeah. know which service it's on but i want to say netflix but i could I be wrong i think it might be netflix yeah i remember it came out recently right yeah yeah um we'll have to check that out and on that note he's bifrosted away so who the fuck's running the bifrost or is this in a different alternate universe so it's yeah still... see, that's where this gets complicated yeah. because well if you ask me it's a huge plot hole that he even can travel time because yeah. The Tesseract, it it seems weird that it can control time as well, because then that doesn't that kind of defeat the whole point of the time stone? <laughs> You'd think. <laughs> yeah. Like, I feel like it makes sense that he can essentially teleport with it, but yeah. he shouldn't be able to, like, move time. Yeah. And I I know everybody's on page with that's how it yeah. works, and that's, it makes sense, but I feel like that's a complete plot hole in the whole thing. I guess if you if your argument... So he shouldn't be able to go through time. He should be able to just go to a different location in the same time. If you think about space as, or as time, if you think about time as everywhere in the world exists over time, like each minute it's a new space. Mm -hmm. So if you think about it that way, potentially it works, but that's not how I would have interpreted it without having to justify this. You know what I mean? Well, they're not trying to make sure it's scientific for all the general audience. They don't fucking care if you believe it or not. I know. I mean, it's... (laughs) The Marvel Universe has definitely yeah. gone from its grounded-ish yeah. early movies to what we have now. Definitely so. more fantasy. Um, so another thing that this one I actually noticed and I was almost going to bring it up and then I forgot. So there's a scene where there's like military SWAT team type people or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then you see something that says rocks cart with two X's. So I wonder if this means that there's going to be rocks on. That's possible. Yeah. Honestly, I didn't really know what Roxxon was until playing Miles Morales. Mm-hmm. I'd never heard of it. and Not that I'm like claiming to have read every comic there is, yeah. but um, that's a new one for me. So maybe maybe they are trying to... I feel like I had a memory of it from some other movie, but maybe I'm crazy. It just feels like it wouldn't make sense, though, to do that because Sony is clearly trying to shift away... With Spider-Man from the MCU. Yeah. So I don't know why they would then entangle with other shit like that. That's true. Yeah, maybe I'm... I don't know. Maybe I'm making something out of nothing, but... It could be like a thing where they want it to be similar, but it's not the same thing. So that they can still do it. Have their cake and eat it too. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's entirely possible. (laughs) So what were your... I know we had differing impressions of this trailer. I just wasn't that excited after watching... It... I'm obviously going to watch it. I'm mm-hmm. obviously going to probably enjoy it in the end. Mm-hmm. But in my head, I had it built up what this was. And it just, the trailer did not give me any vibe of what I thought it was. I don't know. Like, it, it feels like he's some kind of a Doctor Who-esque detective now. Mm-hmm. Um, it, I'm sure he's got some alternate plan other than what he's supposedly doing with the, the Time Variance Authority. But... I don't know. I guess I'm just kind of worried it's just going to be, let's use Loki, but this is like 
not something that's really relevant to what he is even meant for. Gotcha. I was intrigued by it because I feel like the idea of Loki being the character that can shift around and be in multiple different uh, scenarios and fit in and be kind of like a chameleon. So for, he just gives me that. I feel like that's a good yeah. role for him. Well, we're probably going to see some form of multiverse type thing with him, right? Because mm-hmm. we've had reports of people that were cast that are like the female Loki or a child version yes. of Loki. Like, yeah. We're hearing rumors that there's going to be versions of him that we have yet to see yeah. in the MCU. Yeah. Um, which could then kind of tie into the multiverse and Doctor Strange and maybe yeah. even Spider-Man mm-hmm. to an extent, you know? Because like, yeah. they're all clearly tackling this concept of the the Marvel yeah. universe. Yeah, that's true. And on that note, uh, Spider-Man, the, the third film in the Sony-Marvel deal. Mm-hmm has recast Alfred Molina, who is known for playing Dr. Octopus in the second Spider-Man film with Tobey Maguire. Huh. Okay. So he is reprising his role as the character for this one, which, you know, not a surprise when we see Jamie Foxx coming back as Electro. Uh, There's heavy rumors that this is going to be a Sinister Six type thing. Mm -hmm. So maybe they're bringing in characters from the different multiverses. Mm-hmm. And instead of doing a let's build our Sinister Six within this universe, mm-hmm. let's just take them from different ones so we could speed the process up. Mm-hmm. Maybe he's just a cameo. We don't even know his his yeah. the role he has. It could be insignificant for all we know. And just more of a, a fan nod of, hey, remember that character? <laughs> yeah. Remember that guy? But obviously, spoilers, he dies in yeah. <laughs> the end of that movie. So... Presumably, this has to be a multiverse thing mm-hmm. because he would not be around at this point. And it also is not the same universe. So, right. <laughs> hence, did, multiverse. Did we see a body? I can't remember. I mean, floating in the lake, yes. Okay. okay. I can't remember. It's been a long time. <laughs> but again, it's not even yeah. the same universe. So, yeah. that's the only way they can. Yeah. Unless he's playing a version of the character... From this universe, mm. but is the same character. Yeah. Okay. With a different, obviously he doesn't different know plot. the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man. Yes. And he's going to learn of Tom Holland as his Spider-Man. Right. right? Yeah. That's the only other way it would work. Um, on top of this, this was that, that was news that came from the Hollywood Reporter. And of course, it's being reported like it's official, but in their article they do say, sources tell... The Hollywood Reporter. Mm-hmm. Sources. So I don't know if that makes it really official or yeah. they just are claiming it's a thing. It seems, yeah. Uh, but the census is that he's officially in. Interesting. And there was, I think, reports from like a month before from a different source that uh, he was seen on set for the film. Yeah. So. With like a thing that had eight arms on it. Maybe it would have been four. Yeah, it was, it was a joke, but it was bad. Sorry. Mm. Maybe he was the four-armed man in the Fugitive sequel. Yeah. Uh, On top of this news, Collider has double, triple, quadruple, down, whatever the fuck multiplier you want to use. Yeah. They're claiming things are happening, but they are also kind of like iffy on their wording. Yeah. As they're also saying it's happening. Yeah. So Collider is reporting that Andrew Garfield will be back. Mm -hmm. They are reporting that Tobey Maguire is in talks with Sony slash Marvel 
to come back. Mm -hmm. uh, and on top of that, there have been other reports that claim that Toby Maguire has been seen in the parking lot of a wardrobe workroom for a costume fitting. I think it's like a, it seems like it's a business meant for, I assume, fitting Hollywood stars yeah, for their movies. Yeah. Uh, and this was in North Hollywood. Mm -hmm. So let's say Andrew Garfield is coming back. Chances are Toby Maguire is as well. Yeah. It's, a, it's about whether he wants to or not, I guess, yeah. whether... It, Toby Maguire is 45 now. Makes sense. The movies came out, like, what, 2001 was the first one, I think? Probably. I just am trying to picture a 45-year-old Spider-Man. But I don't... It's, they probably do have an older Spider-Man in the comics somewhere. Well, I, I mean, they would probably go the route of the older Spider-Man who dies right. with Miles Morales, right? Yeah, yeah. They, would, they could probably do that where he's got Miles Morales from his world or something. Yeah, yeah. Um... Let's be honest. We're going to see Miles Morales in this film. 100%. If they're doing all of these Spider-Man characters, mm -hmm. they are doing a Miles Morales introduction as well. Yeah, that's true. There were rumors that there was going to be a literal animated version from Into Spider the Spider-Verse. Oh, fun. In this one, which I feel like would be weird. And if it did happen, I feel like it would be like a weird joke. Like they're in a multiverse portal and they see like a... A pocket of the animated so, Spider-Man like world. So, kind of like the Flash sees the Flash thing. Like a quick thing, yes, but not but a real plot. I don't think it's going to be a crucial yeah. part of it. It's just I like mean, more I, of a humor thing. Yeah. And then the implication, or if they actually just have it, a real live action Miles Morales introduction. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Which, they came out with a fucking, I'll call it an expansion, but a video game. Yeah. For the character. They made the movie. Yeah. Like, they're clearly going the route of wanting this character yeah. in live action at some point. Yeah, it's hella badass powers, so, like, they need to bring him to live action. Yeah, and it would be a nice change up for yeah. what Spider-Man can do. Yeah, exactly. Um, but on top of Tobey Maguire, supposedly, according to Collider, Kirsten Dunst will return as MJ. Yeah. So they're giving a definitive she's coming back. Okay. Which then means, well, he would have to. Yeah. If that's the case. Yeah. Um... I fucking love that idea. I know you do. I <laughs> am such a fan of Kirsten Dunst. Yeah. She is such an underrated actor. Yeah. She is great. All of the recent shit she's been in, she fucking kills in it. She's yeah. so good. And it, it helps that she's sexy. It, it, <laughs> Does it? <laughs> and she's going to have helps. that red hair again. Yeah, I know. My God. Finger looking good. Okay. <laughs> and then on top of this... There's even more from Collider saying, this is where it gets weird. They say, and I expect Emma Stone to reprise her role as Gwen Stacy. Pregnancy permitted is what they said. What? So that got me confused. I had to do a whole little search on that. Here's what's going on. There's apparently rumors that Emma Stone is pregnant mm -hmm. currently, but it's not official. It's like one of those tabloid type things going around. Yeah. When I searched about this, you want to know how many fucking pictures I found of photoshopped, and I mean amateur photoshopped pictures of pregnant women with Emma Stone's head on them? Why would that be a thing? An uncomfortable amount of pictures. <laughs> but why though? I do not know. Okay. I don't know why anyone would have put the time or effort into something like that, even if it was true. Okay. But it's apparently a thing that people like to do. Uh, so I guess she is supposedly pregnant. And so people are like, well, she couldn't come back if she's pregnant. Uh, I would like to disagree on that one. I would like to present Gal Gadot as yeah, evidence. Yeah, Gal Gadot, who was 
I think she was like seven months pregnant. Yeah, something while insane. While she was filming Wonder Woman. Didn't they do like a green screen belly or something at one point? I, something, probably. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It can be done is the point. <laughs> they can hide it. Many yeah. movies hide that kind of stuff yeah. easily. Plus, I don't think that these characters will be significant roles if they truly are coming back. They are going to be either cameos or like one or two scenes. They're not going to be big roles, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's just not enough screen time for all of these characters who are just not going to be important enough in the in the grand scheme of what they're trying to do. Right. Also, people are like, well, she's dead. Spoilers. Yeah. So you can't have her. Again, multiverse. Time is irrelevant. They talk to Loki. Mm-hmm. They borrow the Tesseract, apparently. Yeah. They don't need to worry about time. Yeah. They don't need to worry about whether she's dead in that timeline. Mm-hmm. They can get her... From whatever concept. Exactly. Also, I'd be okay with her returning as well. I know you would. <laughs> Which is funny because she's like someone that you would be like, why wasn't she Mary Jane? She's literally yeah. a redhead. Yeah. And they use her for Gwen Stacy mm-hmm. with blonde hair. Yeah. <laughs> Still sexy. Yeah. All right, that's it for our TV and movie section. Thanks, everyone. If you're still here and enjoying the show, don't forget to follow us on Twitter at DTFPod and check out our Facebook group called Dissecting This Fiction Podcast, um, or you can even check out our website, DTFCast.com. If you have some time, we would appreciate if you could leave us a review on your favorite podcast service, but especially iTunes or Apple Podcasts or whatever, that one. Um because we need reviews so that we can get noticed you know that'd be great um don't you know yeah (laughs) or you can send us direct feedback just so we can learn how we're doing any kind of tips would be great or you can give us content requests by sending them to our email at dtfpod at gmail.com we'd love to hear from you all right well let's get into our gaming news so we sure as fuck have a lot with the video game awards this last week um, but first off, new releases. Not much, but there are some. As far as multi-platform goes, Cyberpunk 2077 has officially been launched. It was not a trick. <laughs> December 11th it came out. It uh, kind of was. <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, we'll get into that as yeah, well. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but again, if you are really interested in this game, maybe wait till you listen to the rest of what we have to say. Yeah. But if you blindly don't give a fuck, at least hear this. We do suggest you wait for the next-gen version of the game. Yes. If you don't have next-gen already. Yes. Uh, Because apparently Xbox One and PS4 are not the ideal versions to be playing. No. Uh, Medal of Honor Above and Beyond, it's a VR experience, came out December 11th. I just wanted to put that in there because it's a VR experience. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think we should... uh, Reflect those a little bit more. Yeah, definitely. Because I don't think enough people do that in their gaming talks. Yeah. If you have never played Skyrim, get the fucking rock off your back. Uh, (laughs) It's hitting the consoles with an updated feature December 15th. It's also going to be on Game Pass, so you could play it for free. Yeah. Within your subscription you pay for. Yeah, you can play it for included. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Final Fantasy Legends collection is coming out december 15th to the switch that is just a collection of some of older final fantasy games okay i mean they're always gonna sell those right yeah always so and forever (laughs) 
Among Us, December 17th, is coming out on PS4 and Xbox, I believe. It just It's multi-platform, but it was a mobile, I guess, at the time. Yeah. But now it's everywhere. Sounds pretty suspicious, if you ask me. Yeah. Or should I say, sus. Anyone who plays the game knows what that is. Okay. It's a, it's a good one. <laughs> okay. Just know that you should be laughing. Okay, sorry. Uh, we have two delays. Halo Infinite has been announced on Halo's Twitter to be delayed to fall 2021. Oh, bummer. We knew it was pushed to 2021, but everyone assumed it was early. It's late. Wasn't this the one that it's was supposed... It's the period of the gaming industry. Yeah. Wasn't this originally supposed to launch with the next gen? Yeah. This oh, was supposed wow. to be a launch title. So that's a full year. Okay. And then when that whole reveal trailer came out with mm-hmm. the uh, questionably bad-looking brute... Mm-hmm. They delayed it mm-hmm. to fix the game, and now they're delaying it even further. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure that's because there's a lot of games that have had a lot of backlash over yeah. not being fully complete, and yeah. they did not want to be a part of that again. Yeah. Um, so it's it sucks for Xbox players, but as Nintendo's very own Mr. Miyamoto says, a delayed game is eventually good, a bad game is bad forever. That's true. So... <laughs> Wise words. Yeah, definitely. And, of course, the the bigger title that people wanted to see, Prince of Persia Remake. Are you being sarcastic? Yes, of course I'm being sarcastic. (laughs) Just making sure. (laughs) Is delayed from January 21st to March 18th, 2021. Okay. Happy belated birthday gift. Yeah. I hope they're planning on redoing the entire graphics in that time. So, yes, this game looked really bad to begin with, and nobody was excited for this. Yeah. I don't really know how did, they're even calling did, it a remake. Did anyone ask for this? I don't know how they're calling it a remake, to be honest, but they are. And if that's remake graphics, then I don't want remakes. All right, moving into our DTF quickies. Square Enix had the Project Athea announced during the PS5 reveal event. Turns out this is a PlayStation exclusive, after all, for the next two years. Okay. Interesting. Uh, This was only found out because PlayStation YouTube posted an official video titled New and Upcoming Games, and apparently it's one that showed up in the list as a development for the PS5 and on PC, noting not available on other consoles until at least 24 months after release date. I see. Okay. So, this is surprising in the sense that, oh, I don't know, Marvel's Avengers was a huge disaster. Yeah. And they lost a lot of money on that. Mm-hmm. And I know it's debatable whether the exclusivity of Spider-Man and other stuff with PlayStation version of mm-hmm. that game influenced yeah. that situation. Yeah. At the very least, it was some. Yeah impact on it because you know like people like us we didn't buy it at all yeah. it's like well i don't want to support that i feel like i'm getting an inferior version on xbox if that's the case and i'm not going to pay full price for it yeah but to be fair this game project athia looks like it's been in development for quite some time oh of course so um, so that that's kind of what i was going to get at was this clearly had to have happened this had to have been a deal struck either with the deal of the avengers stuff or before that game was released and mm-hmm. had issues. Yeah, that's probably accurate. 
But I, I guarantee they're not going to want to make deals like this in the future after this if this does not succeed, right? Yeah, very true. All right, another uh, PlayStation game. Insomniac released an update, finally, for um, Marvel Spider-Man Remastered on PS5. Uh, you actually mentioned that you had this uh, resolution mode or performance mode in the game, and you were looking at it on the PS4 version when I was playing. Mm-hmm. So the PS4 version didn't have that. You're talking about Miles Morales. Yes. Yes, okay. Sorry, did I not say that? Oh, sorry. It's Yeah, this is for the remastered actual Spider-Man, not Miles Morales, but it's yes. the same mode that we're talking about. Yes, yes. okay. Um, but yes, yeah, so you were looking at Okay, so uh, this update 1.002 actually brings 60 frames per second ray tracing mode to the game, which I guess previously there were two options, which were 4K with ray tracing or, uh, which was resolution mode or uh, performance mode, which was 60 frames per second, but no ray tracing. Mm -hmm. So with the update, now players will have an option of performance RT, which is 60 frames per second and ray tracing, which as a caveat does allow for automatic adjustment of resolution to keep the constant 60 frames per second. So presumably that means it may not always be 4K, but in preliminary You're focusing on the ability to process the game rather than the detail in the graphics yeah so uh and the update is 262 megabytes so it's not too big which is good and i saw some responses on twitter and the internet that people said it looks good so far so it doesn't look like they're sacrificing a whole lot of appearance for it yeah i'm sure it looks gorgeous yeah uh, either way um this is slightly different than what i was referencing on the ps4 version of the game because if i'm correct it had the performance versus like visual Mm-hmm. And one was to have it. This was based off the four, the PS4 Pro, I believe, mm-hmm. had these options, and it was you could have it in sixty frames per second, I believe, versus thirty frames per second with better visuals. Oh, okay. Um, but that was noticeably absent from Miles Morales, and I was like confused mm-hmm. why that was a thing. Yeah, and I believe they even had an update on that game as well. So it looks like the remastered they're putting that back in to, to yeah. improve for people's preference. Yeah. So hopefully they'll continue with the updates to make people not scared to play their remastered on their PS5. I think they've kind of fixed that they issue. Fixed that already? I've played okay. it a little bit. I wanted to see if I felt like there was a drastic difference between that and Miles Morales when we were doing that review. Mm-hmm. So I kind of jumped in a little bit of, of the older game on the remaster. Mm-hmm. But it felt like it was working fine. Okay. That's good. I don't put my console and rest mode in general gotcha. i don't see the reason to okay so i it doesn't take that much longer to turn it on when it's i guess you would only use it if you wanted it to continue downloading something while you when you left right yeah but i don't use it frequent enough that i want it to be on in rest mode gotcha for days at a time that makes sense all right so uh we mentioned briefly earlier the cyberpunk 2077 uh release issues and I'm just going to do a quick rundown of some of the problems that have happened. Obviously, everybody remembers this game was delayed about a billion times. People complained about the delays. It finally did get released, finally, like you just said, on the 11th. Um, but then now there's problems. Who's surprised? Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> uh, many users on the current gen reported game-breaking issues with performance, basically making the game unplayable. Yeah, I've heard some people are just completely locked out of the game altogether and yeah. won't even boot the game anymore. Yeah. Um, so uh, as a, so some light at the end of that tunnel, basically uh, CD Projekt Red has 
made a statement on Twitter that said they support, they're advocating that you request a refund using the standard channels on Xbox and PlayStation, blah, 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 or or returning your physical copy to the brick and mortar store. And they said, if you have any trouble with these and they don't work, then contact us at this email. So they are supporting that theoretically. Um, Other people on the internet have said they had trouble getting their their refund was denied because of whatever reason. Like you said, somebody said it was because they were streaming the, the game. There was, uh, I, I'm, I'm sure there's an isolated situation. Mm-hmm. And it could have been before there was an official refund situation right. happening everywhere. But somebody reported screenshots of their conversation with Sony's customer service. And the argument that Sony's customer service made was you stream the game you know, live mm-hmm. or whatever at some point, And that apparently is in their policy that if you do such a thing, it voids your ability to refund the game. Okay. Um, so that, that was the, the answer as to why they could not get a refund. Okay. But the person was also like, well, it also says in your policy, if a game is it's game faulty. breaking and yeah. cannot be used, yeah, then it, it's entitled, entitled to, a to a refund. Exactly. And so it was like a, it was going nowhere yeah. with customer service, and yeah. I could, I could detest to that with uh, my <laughs> yeah. bullshit with GameStop right yes. now and exactly. a statue that I have yet to receive. Okay, so for other people who really do want to play the game and you don't have next gen yet, you can if you're not ready to do the refund or you're not able to get the refund, just stick it out for two more months, basically, because what they're saying is they they are already released one update and they're going to be another one within the next seven days. Mm-hmm. Um, And then there will be patch number one in January, patch number two in February. And they said by that point, they should have addressed... This is the ideal schedule, yes. That's their schedule, yes. Um, And they said that by the end of those, all the patch one and two, it should make the game much more accessible to current-gen players. Obviously, they said it's not going to look the same as all of the demos that they've mm-hmm. displayed. And they said they did apologize for not having displayed how so it was going to look. this is where the controversy comes yeah. in that uh, people are upset about is... Uh, game reviews that mm-hmm. were put out were all based on PC. Yeah. No one got console review yeah. uh, versions. Yeah. And so all reviews were based off the PC. Yeah. And because CD Projekt Red apparently knew there was issues with the console and was not openly transparent about it, yeah. it's upset people. Yeah. Um, even some news gaming outlets are talking trash now really? after they just gave it a great score wow. on their review you know yeah. it's just kind of like i have i have some opinions about that i yeah. feel like that's kind of like well you're feeding the beast yeah th- that you're now trying to attack right yeah yeah um oh just as a quick note they said in their statement about getting a refund it said until december 21st so keep that in mind if people if anyone listening was actually going to look into getting a refund definitely do that this week. It is time sensitive. Yes. Um, but if you miss that deadline, you just wait for the updates and hopefully it'll work for you. And I guess we'll see what happens. But I imagine most people are not going to try and get a refund. Um, yeah. Because I would like to think that people who rushed out to buy it day one knew what they were getting. They mm-hmm. know what CD Project Red is. And again, The Witcher 3. Yeah. I know it wasn't as popular in the beginning and it kind of grew its popularity. Mm-hmm. That game had the same problems. Yeah. It had issues in the beginning. It took some updates to fix it up, to Mm -hmm. polish it. Yeah. It ended up being a great game that people loved, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Keep in mind, they don't charge for 
a lot of stuff. Yeah. Uh, they do have some expansions and they give you yeah. good content in those. Mm-hmm. But a lot of their updates are free. Mm-hmm. And look at other games that get away with their glitchy re- releases and yeah. no one cries about that. Yeah. Um, or not even glitchy. Just Fallout like... <laughs> is known for having yeah. these problems. Skyrim on PS3, uh-huh. specifically that version of the mm-hmm. game, had a mess of problems mm-hmm. that made it unplayable. There was like an issue with the save where the longer your gameplay went, mm-hmm. the worse your save struggled and mm-hmm. then it would like crash the game. On, a, on and Skyrim. It, and, it, and it took on forever a, to load it because of it. On Skyrim where you're supposed to play really long time. Yes, yes. Okay, good. It yeah. was something, some weird glitch that like as your save file got larger over the time you played it, it like made the load longer and oh. then it like made it worse and then eventually it'd crash and be unplayable because of it wow so people would just basically have to start over yeah that's crazy so this is nothing new but i think because of the hype about this game people were just so passionate about it yeah but again you can't cry that you want a game released after delays and then cry when it's released. That it's released. And yeah. then it's not polished enough. Yeah. There are a lot of people, a lot of like jokes online like, oh, typical whiny gamers. Wah, wah, release the game. Wah, wah. No, you released the game too early. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, like... I mean, the one of my favorites I always see is the American Chopper argument where they throw the chair. <laughs> there was that whole yes. <laughs> conversation in that, that meme and yeah. I loved it. Yeah. That's always a good one. Um, so yeah, that's obviously not a great situation that happened. Um, it looks like they're trying to rectify that by helping people out that did buy the game and are unable to play it. Um, one other thing that's causing a little bit of, uh, uproar on the internet is apparently there was an issue with the brain dancing function. I don't even know what that means. Yeah. So we, we talked about it in like one of the, when we watched one of the gameplay trailers or whatever, basically like there's a machine that you use that's some kind of like memory thing, um, that apparently has flashing lights or strobing effect that can cause seizures in individuals with photosensitive epilepsy. And somebody on Game Informer reported, the Game Informer report actually, the Game Informer report actually said that it caused the report to have a grand mal seizure. Which is the serious kind that that's can, scary. Yeah, that can cause loss of consciousness, violent muscle contractions, and you can be like seriously injured because of it. Um, so, and they said in their report that it contained a series of red and white flashing lights, which resemble the actual process by which doctors trigger seizures in patients when they're trying to diagnose stuff. Hmm. Um, so that's crazy. And people are all pissed and up in arms and saying CD Projekt Red didn't give a shit about people, like, with potential photosensitivity issues um, because they didn't have, like, a a splash screen warning you of that. But... uh, Maybe they didn't realize that was a thing. Okay, so maybe, but also, almost every single video game has it in the end user license agreement that if you have epilepsy or that, like, almost every single one has... A seizure warning because of how video games are. They're just flashing lights. Even going to a movie could potentially mm-hmm. be an issue for you. So, Well, I feel like it's something that you would, if it was a problem for you specifically because you are prone to something like yeah. that, 
you would be you would be aware. cautious yeah. about what you're using and yes and stuff. so apparently there's a lot of people who are like you're you don't know about it until suddenly they're just no. triggered at one point so i would kind of feel like you'd expect it in a game like this where it's yeah. a bunch of neon lights and shit yeah. flashing around on yeah. the city yeah so um cd project red issued a statement in regards to this they said thank you for bringing this up we're working on adding a separate warning in the game aside from the one that exists in the emer- the um eu la and user license agreement Shots fired! I know. Uh, Regarding a more permanent solution, the team is currently exploring that and will be implementing it as soon as possible. So I looked, and there's a link to their EULA, and it clearly says it, and they do something really fucking cool. They have their end-user license agreement, which is a bunch of bullshit that nobody wants to read, right? Mm -hmm. But they have a column on the left that's got the bullshit, and a column on the right that's, like, worded in, like layman's terms or like really words that are from the game there's they're like use some slang that are from their games as well user agreement for dummies yeah um and so it literally dumbs it down for you so you don't even have to read the legal speak you can still understand what the warnings are Mm -hmm. but nobody bothered to read it because who who does you know what i mean yeah so i mean can't count how many times i just i just want to play the game yes yeah yeah yeah, moving on okay yes nobody turns out they own my children. Yes. Nobody reads it, and I get that. But they did put it in there. It's not you can't say they didn't. So, um... I, I think this was more backlash that people wanted to be upset further about something yes. because of the, the situation with the game itself. Yeah. Not so much that... Yeah. I mean, there were people trying to villainize CD Projekt Red, which is yeah. just ridiculous. Like, yeah. It, you have to remember, too, like, a lot of these decisions, and this also goes back to, like, just the release of the game, not mm-hmm. being ready on older gen consoles. Mm-hmm. You have to understand, the people making this game aren't the ones making these decisions. Yeah. They're making the game, the people up high up in the company, yeah. you know, running the show, yeah. are deciding when this game is released. Yeah. And from what I understand, the game going gold was a decision that was done without their knowledge, and they didn't even know it was going gold when yeah. it did. Yeah. It's like in uh, Silicon Valley, Gavin Belson. Oh, yeah. When does this thing come out? It comes out next week. <laughs> Nobody even knows it's supposed to, whatever product they're supposed to be making. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, I know. I agree. I just, I wanted to mention that they do have it in their license agreement. So it was their thing saying that Cyberpunk 2077 may contain flashing lights and images, which con- may induce epileptic seizures. And et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. So, um, they, however, they have added a splash screen to the PC version that clearly states it in another screen so that hopefully people will catch it this time. Mm-hmm. Um, and presumably the um, splash screen will be added to the console versions of in course. one of the newer, uh, the next updates. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, again, we don't even have the game. Let's just, I yeah. want to say that right now. Yeah. I don't want people to think that we're like pro this game. We don't even have it. We haven't bought it. Only because we had so many things, we didn't want to just go rush out and get something that we probably won't be able to play much of. I have a huge backlog, so. Um, <laughs> but again, with all of the stuff happening, I'm like, well, okay, well, we have the next gen consoles. We'll just wait for the next gen upgrade. Yeah. To come out early 2021 or whenever, and yeah. We won't have to stress over the FOMO of missing out, or yeah. now apparently the stress of it not working. Yeah. Or whatever. Yeah. But it does seem like it was pretty apparent on the the delays that. The Xbox One and the PS4 versions of the game were the problem that yeah. were delaying the game. Yeah. And I think the president or whatever of CG Project Red, I don't remember who it was. Yeah. Somebody up above was quoted to say that the issue is based on those versions. Yeah. And that everything is good to go with next gen and PC. Mm-hmm. 
which we aren't seeing outside of the typical bugs yeah. a whole lot of problems with those versions. Right. I've seen a lot of good, like, serious praise of the game from people on next gen or PC. Yeah. So the census seems to be don't buy it if you have Xbox One or PS4. Mm-hmm. It is playable on the One X and the PS4 Pro, but it's a lesser experience, obviously, yeah. with slight problems. Yeah. And PS5 and Xbox Series S and X seem to be good. Yeah, I would just triple check your specs on your PC to make sure that it works for it as well, if you're yeah. thinking about it for that. I think this is just a result of people having such a hype for this game. There's always going to be um, something. And I just don't think that they are as big of a villain as people are making them out to be. Yeah. You see these kind of issues on these games a lot. Yeah. Um, but sure enough, this is a big title, and I think it might make changes in the future for mm-hmm. you know Sony and Microsoft and Nintendo, uh, and just third party in general, to maybe second guess if they should push a game out knowing yeah. that it's not fully ready. Mm-hmm. I mean, the backlash could only get worse over time. Yeah. Um, because that's basically what happens now, right? Yes. We get games that are gold, and they aren't truly gold. They're just deemed good enough, knowing that they're going to update shit mm-hmm. and on the day one patch or whatever. Exactly. Um, so to end this Cyberpunk 2077 discussion on a positive note, though, something kind of cool happened. Johnny Silverhand, who's the like character played by Keanu Reeves in the game, he has like a bionic arm in the game, in case you didn't notice. And they have made a replica of that bionic arm into a real-world prosthetic, which is pretty fucking cool. That is pretty fucking cool. Yeah. I'm not going to lose my arm just to no, get one. No, But you'll know to come back to it later if it ever happens. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, on to the main event, the Game Awards. We did have a two-hour event-ish yeah. of awards and reveals and... Mm-hmm. Everything related to the industry. Um, they had a handful of announcers, yeah. which were surprising. They, they revealed on Twitter and stuff. Brie Larson came on. Uh, and when I say come, came on, like they were... They were on video chat Zoom or whatever. streaming or yeah. whatever the hell. Yeah. Announcing from their homes. Yeah. In the typical pandemic fashion. Yeah. Uh, it looked like she might have been at her grandma's house. I don't know. It was a very, <laughs> very weird looking background. Definitely didn't feel like a Brie Larson home. Yeah, maybe she's into that kind of shit. Uh, Who knows? Okay, maybe. <laughs> but she announced the best performance. Uh, Gal Gadot showed up to do Games for Impact, which was essentially just games that have an impact on people, on the players, I guess. Okay. Uh, and that actually ended up being like, tell me why was the game. Okay. It's on Game Pass. It's mm-hmm. like the creators of the, whatever, the game that you can't stand. Ugh, Life is Strange. Life is Strange. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So... That's why they didn't call you to present it. That makes sense now. I was Uh, wondering. (laughs) One that was a little weird, though. High caliber, though. Tom Holland and Nolan North combined showed up to announce best multiplayer game. What? I don't... Why? It was weird. Like, I get the connection of both of them together. Because Tom Holland's playing Nathan Drake and Nolan North voiced Nathan Drake. So the connection makes sense. Yeah, yeah. But wouldn't they have been, like... Oh, I don't know, like, story or narrative or something yeah, like that. Yeah, literally anything that's a single-player uh, thing. Multiplayer, yeah, is in Uncharted games, but it's not the sole focus of it. Like, yeah. that's, like, a afterthought to the 
strong single player narrative of yeah, those games. That's so interesting. That was weird. Yeah. Christopher Nolan, which got some backlash, announced the game of the year. People <laughs> were upset because they felt like he who the fuck is he to get yeah. the the luxury to do that one? Yeah. Because he's got nothing to do with gaming. Yeah. Uh, obviously, it was like a, a marketing thing, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Keanu Reeves was there. No surprise. Of course. For best game direction. Okay. And Ralph Macchio and Yuji Okamoto did best fighting game. Makes okay. sense. That also makes sense. Right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so they had, and they had others. These just were like some of the bigger names. I was really impressed that they got. But I'm sure it was a lot easier when you can be like, I'm just going to record a 30-second thing yeah. from my home. Yeah. I'll take my $10 million. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah. Um, overall, it felt like a lot quieter of a scenario than we typically see with the VGAs. It felt like more low-key, obviously, because pandemic. Yeah. Uh, they, I think they were... Streaming it from like multiple locations. I think they had like London, somewhere in Japan. I think I assume Tokyo mm-hmm. and LA. I think were the the hubs that they were using for their stuff. Mm-hmm. But The Last of Us Part Two was basically the dominant force in the awards. Mm-hmm. They got seven awards. They got Game of the Year, which was the you know the big award. Mm-hmm. Uh, beat out Hades, Final Fantasy VII Remake, Ghost of Tsushima, Doom Eternal, Animal Crossing: New Horizons. Why the fuck is that on there? Eh. Might be a fun game, but there's no way that's competing. I'm sorry. People were obsessed with it, so. I'm sorry. There's just no way. Yeah. And many people thought that Ghost of Tsushima was snubbed in this category. Overall, it got people tweeting that the event was rigged. Okay. I understand where they're coming from, uh, but I think a lot of it... Probably was the source of the controversy on The Last of Us 2 to begin with, rather than whether it deserved mm-hmm. the win. Gotcha. Which we're not going to get into, because yeah. that's not really important. Yeah. Um, but they also won Best Action Adventure, Best Game Direction, Best Narrative, Best Audio Design, Best Performance, which, shout out to Laura Bailey, who played Abby in that game, probably the best fucking character and role i've seen in a while mm-hmm. and i absolutely loved that and uh, she deserved it so okay. i'm really excited that that happened again that's a controversial thing in itself okay with that character so not with me with others yeah uh and also the last that the last of us part two one was innovation and accessibility so basically people who are colorblind and stuff or or settings that can help somebody Play the game easier. If in a modified way. Yeah. Got it. Um, and that game sure as fuck has a lot of those kind of things. I was just messing around with it one day, just trying to see what they had. Mm-hmm. Not that I needed it. Yeah. But they had some cool stuff where it'll change literally the, the color scheme of the the entire environment for people that have color blindness on certain aspects and nice. all that. Um, Final Fantasy VII Remake won Best RPG Score and Music. So okay. two categories. Ghost of Tsushima did get a win. Best art direction. Nice. Uh, Microsoft even came out with a win, which was noticeably absent in most of the event. Mm-hmm. But they did get best simulation for Microsoft Flight Simulator. I mean, it's in the title. Yeah. <laughs> so that was nice to see. And I have yet to play that game, but I am very fucking excited when it hits Xbox. It's yeah. coming out, I think, in like spring or something for 
Xbox One X and Series X. Oh, yeah, that'll be cool. The last yeah. time I played Flight Simulator was in, uh, like, 99. <laughs> I've never played it, and I'm probably going to be bored of it because I don't do well with true simulation stuff, but it has my excitement because, yeah. like, from what I understand, they have literal Google mapping in mm-hmm. the game. Yeah, that's what's really cool So about you it. can, like... You could theoretically or fly, fly over to your house. like the Grand Canyon or whatever, yeah. yeah which and I think they really were adding cool. international locations that were missing at some point with a big update. And... Hope so. That's going to be really cool. Yeah. I mean, especially with the pandemic, we're like, yeah. I'm traveling. Yeah. <laughs> Power goes out. No. <laughs> there was an award for best ongoing game, and I feel like M. Night had to have been there to reveal it. I didn't see him there. <laughs> But there was a huge fucking twist with this. Yeah, there was. No Man's Sky won the award for best ongoing game. <laughs> okay, so... <laughs> how was that even an option I, I was to confused be in there? how it wasn't even, like, nominated. I, okay, I think there's loopholes because it was technically re-released with an expansion and all that. So I guess because of the expansion, that re... Re-ups? Restarts its... Okay. Nomination ability or whatever the hell you want to call it. Okay. In the Game Awards, right? I know where there's, like, fine print, right? We didn't see Cyberpunk 2077 because it was delayed. Right. And so even though it's within this year, it didn't meet the deadline. So that will be on next year. Okay. Um, Which, if you think about it, they dodged a bullet with Yeah, that they did. They sure did. Because now they have a whole year to make the game good. And have people obsessed with it. And then have people enjoy it yeah. right before Game Awards. Exactly. But I was just so shocked that... So, this is who it went up against. Warzone. Call of Duty Warzone. I was shocked. Who has had season constantly. Like yeah. Every five weeks or something, they change up their new season. Fortnite. Yeah. Which apparently is blowing minds with how many fucking properties they're adding to their... Yeah. It may like, not be for us, but like, it's huge. They're making it rain everywhere with the fucking money they're putting in. And that apparently shit. that's not enough. Yeah. Apex Legends, which is another Battle Royale game. I don't really follow it as well, but I, I assume they have stuff as well, seasonally. And Destiny 2, which we know had a huge expansion yet again. Yeah. So I'm curious if maybe Battle Royale games are just not respected. Yeah, I because kind of... Because No Man's Sky is technically, like, it's it's like a, a, a adventure yeah. expansion type game of exploring. It's exploration, stuff. yeah. So I feel like, did I, is this the one, did I try this? And then I was like, yeah, fuck this it. game. Yeah, and yeah. I was like that too. Yeah. Well, I wasn't like that. I felt, I literally fell asleep playing it. Okay. So. I got pissed off. Good indicator, off I'm not into it. Because I kept spawning into a place where I had to like do something with radiation and mm-hmm. then I just kept dying. It's one of those games where they it. just throw you in there and they expect you to try and learn and figure it yeah, out. They could, don't really teach you what you're supposed to do. Yeah, I was pissed off because I was really excited. I wanted to like it, but yeah. I just couldn't figure it out. Anyway. I think it's on Game Pass. Maybe I'll try it again. Yeah. I don't know. With all the expansions, it might be better, but... That was one of those games, too, where I think Cyberpunk is going to have that kind of scenario where mm-hmm. it was just... Really poorly received. It was such a hyped game before it came out, mm-hmm. and then it wasn't what people thought it was going to be. Yeah. And it just got dragged through the mud mm-hmm. for the longest time. They just silently did updates and updates and updates, and mm-hmm. it's grown over time. And maybe this is kind of like a sympathy card award for the game because of how much it's done to improve. Right. Even though I wouldn't consider it an ongoing game, because I guarantee had this game been successful from the start, they wouldn't have done so much updates to it. They would have moved on to the next version of the game. Yeah. 
No Man's Sky 2. Yeah. No Man's... No Woman's Sky. No Woman's Sky. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking of something that was not a sky. No Man's Earth. Well, it's like another like layer no to man, space. No Man's Stratosphere. Yeah. There you go. That's what <laughs> I was going to go for. But I was too dumb. <laughs> uh, Half-Life Alex won for best VR slash AR game. Beat out Iron Man VR, Rogue Squadrons, Walking Dead, Saints and Sinners, and Dreams. Hmm. Okay. Uh, I have yet to play Dreams. That was just a kind of a patch that they put VR into the game that was already there. Yeah. The other three, I mean, good caliber VR games from what we've experienced. Yeah. So um, that has me hoping that Half-Life hits PSVR then. Yeah. If that's the case. Hades won Best Indie Slash best action game so that it had two awards okay and this was a game that was actually a contender for uh game of the year mm-hmm. which was surprising because it's just like a top-down dungeon crawler mm. but i'm hearing great things about this game and naturally if it's in contention for game of the year it's not gonna be beat by another game that's not in that category right, right? yeah exactly uh, Among Us won Best Mobile Game over Call of Duty Mobile, which w- was a shock to me. Yeah, that was actually and a an- pretty And another good game. little game called Pokemon Cafe Mix. What? Okay. Just the Pokemon part. I was like, well, that's surprising then. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Fall Guys, which is a PS4 game, I guess also 5, technically, mm-hmm. uh, won Best Community Support over Fortnite, which was a surprise to me. Community Again. Support? What does yeah, that mean? I guess it's, I'm assuming it's like, they listen to their audience and what they want to see or improve or fix. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Which I guess that makes sense. Maybe that makes sense. Fortnite's okay. like, well, we have your money, so. Yeah. yeah. Shut up. Or Tony Hawk's remake won best sports slash racing game. Okay. It was, it was that or basketball or a racing simulator. <laughs> yeah. So I think the fresh change up of what the game type is probably helps ironically it's a remake <laughs> yeah yeah that's true <laughs> but it's fresh from it's a couple fresh of ge- from a while back yeah. a couple decades yeah, right yeah <laughs> was like the 90s right i think so early 90s i think that was a thing yeah god we're, we're old yep <laughs> um and of course mortal kombat 11 ultimate won best fighting game mm-hmm. no surprise there yeah not that there was a whole lot of competition in the fighting realm, I feel like, this year. Yeah. Didn't, like, a... I feel like a Soul Calibur game came out, game came out this year, but I might be thinking of maybe, last year. Maybe the Tekken. Oh, yeah, Tekken. Was it Tekken? Tekken yeah. something? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, know. you should be on top of that. It's one of your favorite genres. And, I never... And types of games. I never said that. You, you went on a rant one day on an episode about how you love Tekken, and that was, like, your first introduction to the gaming, and... Yeah. When the, I was 12, yeah, I liked the, Tekken, but okay. I'm not into that anymore. I oh. also liked jellies when I was 12. You don't see me wearing that shit around. What the fuck is jellies? Those, like, shoes that were, like, clear color, like, translucent colored, like... I don't know what you're talking about. You know what about. jellies are? Nope. Never heard of them <laughs> or the, saw them, apparently. They're from the 90s. Well, I guess nobody saw them if they were transparent. Well, they were translucent, not transparent. Whatever. Anyway. Trans- same word. No. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Again, I'm apparently dumb. Oh, I didn't say that, though. And, of course, they had some music performances at the VGAs. Um, one was Featured Days by Eddie Vedder 
from Pearl Jam. Uh, this was an obvious tie-in to The Last of Us Part Two, where that song was played in the game at some point. Mm-hmm. So, went with the whole theme of the show, The Last of Us 2. Yeah. And, of course, the London Philharmonic Orchestra played a bunch of music themed after video games. That's pretty that was I'm pretty curious cool. if they knew that those were from games or if they were just oblivious and just like, oh, we're playing music, that sounds really good. Well, usually the mu- the sheet music has um, titles, mm-hmm. so you know somebody there is bitter like these motherfuckers. <laughs> they probably aren't when they saw their paycheck. Mm. Okay. <laughs> Do they make a lot of money? I mean, but in a Phil Philharmonic, usually that's like the upper echelon of being a orchestra person. So I would assume okay. so. I have no idea what that means, but okay. Whoever Phil is, he's paying them well. <laughs> Yeah, he sure is. It's probably Phil Spencer. <laughs> yeah, you think so? Yeah. Only play Microsoft music. <laughs> All right, so that's awards. That's what won, what surprisingly won, mm-hmm. what obviously won. The takeaway was The Last of Us Part Two got its dick sucked. Yeah. Whether you agree with it or not, it won. It happened. Um, But... What I'm there for, mainly, is the reveals, and they had a good handful. Among Us was announced to get a new map coming in early 2021, so mm-hmm. anyone into that game, you'll have a whole new map. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. I played cool. it a little bit. It's not really my thing. It was fine. I think I'd have a lot of friends in order to really enjoy it. Gotcha. Which I do not. <laughs> not on PlayStation, anyway. Yeah. Oddworld... Oddworld Soulstorm got a trailer and a release date of spring 2021. It's looking better every time I see it. Um, it's a platformer based off the old PlayStation game, and uh, I'm pretty excited for it. Mm-hmm. Also PC. It was also a PC game. Master Chief was officially announced for Fortnite. That is now a thing. It mm-hmm. was rumored before, but it's a it's concrete now. Uh, and along with Blood Gulch as a capture the flag game type map that you can play on Fortnite. This is a map that was known for all the Halo games. It's always been remade or some kind of revision of the map. Mm-hmm. Halo Combat Evolved had Blood Gulch. Halo 2 had Coagulation, which is the same fucking map. Mm-hmm. Halo Reach had Hemorrhage. The Master Chief Collection had Bloodline. Halo 3, Valhalla. Halo 4, Ragnarok. Halo 5, Basin. So... It's no surprise this map was used. It's kind of a trademark of the Halo franchise. yeah. What was funny, though, was they introduced this map using a ninja-themed character. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, great. They gave ninja a character, and that's the news. Yeah. Little did I know, he's been around for a while as a character. Oh. The news was the map itself. Yeah. (laughs) So that just shows how out of touch I am with Fortnite. Yeah, we're obviously not big Fortnite people. (laughs) Actually, the first thing that they announced was Smash Brothers getting a new character. They are going to be getting Sephiroth from Final Fantasy VII and every other version of Final Fantasy that he's associated in. Yeah. Uh, But yes, he is coming to Smash Brothers, which also had that controversial situation with the tournament stuff. So that was a bit of a surprise that people were a little unhappy to see just in the context of that. Mm-hmm. So there's the whole boycott Nintendo thing right now with that. But you do you, you know? Yeah. Whatever you guys want. If you want the character, you want the game, you go play it. Yeah. 
Ghost and Goblins Resurrection was announced for February 25th, 2021 release. This is a old Nintendo game that's getting essentially a remake, it looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, your typical side-scrolling platformer type game. Looked pretty fun to me. Yeah. I don't think I had a lot of experience with the old version of the game, but this one had my attention. Mm-hmm. Looks brutal. Looks like it's going to be hard to play, which falls in line with the old right. the old style of games, right? Yeah. You had to be good. Perfect Dark was announced as a, I guess, a sequel? Not really a, maybe a reboot, but it's the same character. Uh, it's being developed by The Initiative. And it looks like it's set in some kind of a post-apocalyptic looking world. Um, mm-hmm. There was a focus in the trailer on some battle and this big skyscraper going on. Looked like the place had been taken over by nature and aspects of it. Mm-hmm. Plants were growing in the floor. And it looked like it was kind of like a you know, like a zombie thing. Right. Last of Us 2, maybe. Yeah. Uh, and at the end, you see Agent Dark on the top of the roof. So it's apparently it's it's a con- I guess a continuation. Yeah. But it wasn't clear. Turtle Rock, the creators of the Left for Dead franchise, came out with a trailer for a game called Back for Blood. This apparently is a spiritual successor to Left for Dead. Of mm-hmm. course, uh, it, it's a first-person co-op zombie shooter launching in June 2021. It seems to fall in line with the same type of game. Work together, survive the level, get out. Mm-hmm. They showed a variety of different characters in this trailer, which was not gameplay, but just like a cinematic trailer. It, it, it seems like some kind of mutated worms are infecting people. Yeah. Um, there was a scene where like one going from the eye to the other eye on one of the zombies. Uh, so there's zombies. There's these like four-armed spider-looking bitches that jump around on buildings and stuff. And they shoot like sticky stuff, like a spider would. Sticky stuff. Sticky stuff. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how to explain it. You're not wrong. It wasn't yeah. web. Yeah. It was like mucus. Yeah. Uh, but it worked like web, where it kind of stuck them mm-hmm. there. Like it shot one guy, and he was like stuck to the ground. Mm-hmm. And so the other guys had to like cover him while they try and cut it out. Free him from it. Yes. Yeah. There you go. Free him from it. Yeah. Uh, they had some big juggernaut type characters, mm-hmm. and then an even bigger character that looked kind of like the tyrant from resident evil uh-huh i was thinking that too um so it's very clear that this is essentially left for dead but we can't call it that yeah, yeah. so i'm excited i just gotta find three people to be excited with me yeah and play uh the callisto protocol was announced which again is another spiritual successor looking game to dead space yeah. Uh, apparently, it's the same creator of that. And as we were watching this trailer, I was like, is this Dead Space? Yeah. This has to be Dead Space. I was like, it can't be Dead Space. Yeah. The, the, the developer went out of business and yeah. whatever. Got, and then they were like, and it's from the creators of Dead Space. <laughs> like, right after. So, obviously, it's a new studio doing yeah. it. Um, and the, uh, they claim it aims to be the scariest game ever. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. I mean, it looked pretty fucking creepy. Yeah, it sure did. Looked like it had more of an alien tone to it than a... Yeah. Galactic apocalypse of zombies. It definitely looks like it's going to be scary. Mm-hmm. And that's scheduled for sometime in 2022. So, hopefully I'm not dead by then. <laughs> I'll leave space on my hard drive for the game as well. Yeah. <laughs> uh, following suit, an Evil Dead game was announced for a 2021 release. Uh, it appears to be some kind of a 
continuation to the series, it, it felt like, because they had characters yeah. from the show yeah. that showed up. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was four characters exactly that they showed. All presumably are playable. It looked like they showed them all being used. Whether it's a four-player co-op, I don't know, but there was definitely a different variety on characters to play. Yeah. Um, they had Ash, somebody named Scotty, uh, a Lord Arthur, that was the guy in the armor. I don't, oh, what, yeah. In the, in the medieval armor. Yeah. Uh, and, of course, Kelly Maxwell, which we know from the series, yes. was there. There's apparently talks that it could be a player-versus-player game, which would let you also play as the possessed demon-looking, mm-hmm. whatever the hell they call them, Yeah, characters. Uh, and if that's the case, then this could be more like a Dead by Daylight type game, Is that the maybe? fucking trash game it's that we played? It's the one where it's like a, you'll have to escape the... The other player who's playing as yeah, the, fucking hated the killer game. or whatever type it. game. I hated it so much. Mm. Sorry to hear that. Arc 2 was announced with Vin Diesel being the lead in the, the game. But why though? Yeah. I <laughs> The whole time too I was like trying to guess what game could this be yeah. that Vin Diesel is in. I was like, yeah. oh, it must be a Chronicles of Reddick yeah. type game sequel because there was a game that people did love on the original xbox i'm like oh it's got to be that game no no this is arc yeah a very well-known game getting a sequel and for whatever reason he's the lead in it um and he did not look that great no he looked looked a little bad in the in the trailer for it yeah it definitely did not look like him but enough that you're I mean, like, it looked enough that you know that's who it's supposed to be but he looked very that's not him prince of persia like, okay, that's good. Graphics yeah. situation going on. Yeah. <laughs> but they also announced at the same time the ARC animated series. Which, as far as we are aware, has no release date. Yeah. So. No details on that. But it looked like it could be kind of cool. That was slightly more, that was much more interesting to me than watching Vin Diesel as the video game character. Yeah. <laughs> it too felt like they were going for a. Uh, Horizon Zero Dawn mm, feel. Yeah. It was just all over the place. There yeah. was. These weird creature people mm-hmm. and like this tribal type yeah. atmosphere yeah. attacking them. Yeah. You know, they look like Vin Diesel, he was like supposed to be like a caveman. Yeah. Um, then all of a sudden some dinosaur pops in and, yeah. he, and then Vin Diesel just starts fighting these, like I'll call them crab people. Yeah. And a <laughs> dinosaur people. at the same time. Yeah. Um, they had some cool like shit going on that they yeah. were doing with like spears and stuff. Yeah. But and then it has this like weird reveal that like he looks like he's from another time and like he just teleported here. Yeah, there's some, some kind of like device. technology. Yeah, like situation. he looks like he's from like Earth or something, and he decided to go on vacation or something. Yeah, maybe this is like a Westworld event. Start a dinosaur family. Yeah. 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 I might start a family. Okay. <laughs> um, Call of Duty Warzone is getting a season one for Black Ops Cold War. Mm-hmm. And they kind of revealed a trailer for that. It was a bit confusing. I know there's a new map coming for Warzone, but I couldn't tell what they were showing if that was a trailer for the Warzone itself or if that was just random maps that were for multiplayer. Mm-hmm. Um, but they had little glimpses of like a dirt bike and stuff that you can ride and, and some other vehicles and weapons that are. Oh, Clint's going to love that. Relatively different if it is directly associated to the war zone itself mm-hmm. so i'm interested to see what happens with that and i think that's like the 16th that that comes out i, I expect there to be a lot of problems with the launch of that mm-hmm. probably like another 30 gig update that will take me yeah. half a day to get yeah so we'll see 
Returnal was a game that they announced at the PS5 event, uh, and they had a little bit more of a glimpse on that one. That got a March 19th, 2021 release, Mm -hmm. and some gameplay footage where it looked kind of like it was a mix of Death Stranding meets the ReCore game on Xbox. Mm-hmm. It, it kind of had an arcadey shooter feel to it. Okay. So I'm not sure how I feel about it exactly now, but I might enjoy more if I if I see some more footage of it. Right. But as of right now, I'm a little hesitant on with, if I'd even want that game. Yeah. It Takes Two was announced as a EA indie kind of game for a March 26, 2021 release. Mm-hmm. This was a kooky as fuck game, but I was interested in it. So the premise seems to be a married... It feels like it's a married couple who's having some kind of marital problems. Mm -hmm. Like they just don't have that lust in their life anymore. Mm -hmm. Their their relationship is kind of going downhill. Somehow they get magically transported into these like doll-like bodies. Mm -hmm. And then they have to basically work together... To solve puzzles and get through whatever the storyline is mm-hmm. to then get out into their real bodies again. And I'm assuming the whole storytelling is going to be by working together, they rekindle their love for each other and and fix their marriage. Okay. They didn't specifically say it was they were married. It just, right. it, it was it just seemed that way. Implied, I feel like. Yeah. So, it was interesting. Uh, very artsy. Yeah. So... I'm kind of interested. I got kind of like, very briefly, I got um, Unraveled vibes. Yeah, I don't, I'm they seem missing like they were... his name, but it's the guy that, that dropped the swear words on the last video game awards. Joseph Ferris. Is that his name? Ferris, I don't know how you say it. His longer hair. Yeah, that's him. So, I'm not a fan of the guy specifically, but this game has my interest. Yeah. It seemed kind of kooky and fun. Uh, I... A Western-type game called Evil West is coming out. Um, I don't think it had any release date, though. It kind of looks like it's a Red Dead Redemption-type game, but also Devil May Cry in the mix. Yeah, and, like, zombies? Are there zombies in Devil May Cry? Well, I mean, that's kind of Devil May Cry. It's, like, demonic creatures and stuff. It just... I wasn't 100% sure. You're slaying creatures. Yes. But it also feels like it's, like, got that Red Dead Redemption style to it. Yeah. But Red Dead Redemption did have a zombies. Yes. Undead Nightmare, I think it was called. Okay. Uh, and then lastly, I mean, there was other stuff. There's a lot of other stuff, but these were the things that we were noting mainly. Uh, but lastly, they had Mass Effect. There was a teaser trailer, which presumably was for the remaster of the trilogy. Possibly. We, well, what I'm saying oh, okay. is... It seemed like that's what it was yes. going to be. Yes, it did. But then after the end of the whole thing, it said, will continue. Yeah. Which implies this is a sequel, a yeah. Mass Effect 4. Yeah. Or some kind of other spinoff. Yeah. There was no date given, but they had a bunch of audio clips while the, uh, it basically it was a spaceship flying through space. Mm-hmm. Had a bunch of like astronaut type audio clips going on. You went through some debris at some point, and then eventually you hit a planet, and then a woman's walking up a mountain mm-hmm. covered in snow, it looks like some kind of ice planet, mm-hmm. uh, and she picks up some debris that looks like it's a part of the armor of some N7 suit. Yeah. It's, it's got the logo. Yeah. 
from Mass Effect. Um, it's just very apparent. Yeah. Uh, they kind of give you a glimpse of the woman. She turns a little bit to the side. You get a side of her face. It looks like it is actually going to be the character Liara Tassani, which is a race of Asari, I believe they call them. Mm-hmm. Which apparently can live up to a thousand years. Yeah. From what I've learned. Yeah. Uh, so that does not give any indication of when this game could take place. It could be many, 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 many years in the future. Yeah. Or just a little bit. Yeah. But the speculation is that it is the Milky Way system. Uh, it appears to be based off something called a mass relay, which apparently transports planets and stuff throughout mm. the... It's in the lore of the Mass Effect games. Got it. Um, so sorry if that's a huge spoiler to the game. I'm not really sure. Uh, I'm not worried was about Was that it. something that was involved in They didn't talk about Andromeda? mass relays in Andromeda. Okay. So that that's speculation on the internet right now is that, that this is the Milky Way because of something going on with that. Um, and according to the Wikipedia for what a mass relay is, it is a mass transit device scattered throughout the Milky Way, usually lo- located within star systems. They form an enormous network allowing interstellar travel. So presumably, this is where they would be. Yeah. And I'm assuming they are stuck here because of the destruction of it, or yeah. maybe this is just one of many. Yeah, it's interesting. I was pretty excited about this one. Yeah, well, I mean, again, I thought it was going to be the trilogy I remaster, it was too. Yeah. and I was excited about that. And yeah. I was like, oh, this like, is a oh, new really? thing. Yeah. So I need to get that remaster trilogy going yeah. so I can catch up with this one. Yeah. In the meantime, I have Andromeda, but yeah. I mean, I know it was hated, but I liked it. When I watched of you play, I felt like it looked like it was fine. Yeah. I feel like people got. I feel like it was a uh, cyberpunk situation, Probably. kind of, where people were like, this should have been better, mm-hmm. rather than just enjoying it for what it was. It's just those hardcore fans always, yeah. you know, they always are never, they're never satisfied because yeah. they love it so much. Mm-hmm. And I, Resident Evil, that's me, yeah, right? I know. Like I, <laughs> I'm probably more critical than I should be about things Resident Evil, but I'm right. <laughs> of course. Um. So... I mean, again, there was a lot more, but we just didn't feel like it was worth discussing uh, further. You know, it's just... Yeah. The whole event, I felt, was a little bit underwhelming. It felt pretty low-key. It felt like it was just kind of... I don't know. It just didn't have that big presence that it usually feels like it has. Yeah. And maybe that's just because of the pandemic and lack of content versus other years where there's more typically out. But yeah, it felt like it was pretty much like we knew who was going to win stuff and it was like it wasn't really shocking other than a couple things and Yeah. I don't know, it just didn't have that yeah, excitement that you usually get. Mhm. I agree. There were a few things that were really fun and uh exciting, but I feel like it feels like it should have been more exciting mm-hmm. considering. There's stuff I was really excited to see, yeah. but they didn't feel like things that were like you had to tune in to see this. Right, It's yeah. not something that you couldn't have just seen on YouTube the next day mm-hmm. and got the same excitement. Exactly. Overall, it was fine. It was it was enjoyable. Yeah. Um, it was a little bit of a <laughs> stressful situation because we had the Disney Investor Day literally yeah. crossing in yeah. time with the VGA. So it was hard to kind of balance both of those things without mm-hmm. feeling like you're missing out on one of them. Yeah. Uh, so it'll be interesting. 
to see what happens with some of these games. I'm sure a lot of them will be delayed, even if they have a release date today. Yeah. But, um, yeah, there's more to look forward to for gamers. Yep. Always. And forever. <laughs> That's my new thing. That's yeah. like my, my catchphrase. Oh, okay. Always and forever? You're just and forever. Oh, okay. Got it. I only use it when someone says always. Okay. <laughs> Good to know. Then I return with and forever. Thank you for explaining that. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to make sure people understood what, what I was going for. Yeah, definitely. All right. That covers it. We have reached the end of this episode. Thanks, everyone, for listening. We appreciate you tuning in. Don't forget to check out our Facebook group, Dissecting This Fiction Podcast, to interact with us all week long. We'll post news and other relevant pop culture items, and we can discuss things while we're waiting for the next episode. You can also follow us on Twitter at DTFpod, and you can check out our website at DTFcast.com, and you should absolutely please, please, please make time to go give us a review on some kind of podcast service, ideally Apple iTunes or Apple Podcasts, whatever it's called. But anywhere that you can put some stars next to our name, that'd be great. Um, so we can get exposure. Also love direct feedback. If you're willing to do that, send us an email straight to our email, dtfpod at gmail.com. You can also send us content requests or um, suggestions. You know, we'd love to hear from you. Well, that's it for episode 71 of Dissecting This Fiction. Yeah. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.